Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Michael Strange, and hello to all of you whom we also have troubled minds. This show is live. We're doing this on DLive, Rockfin, YouTube, and Twitter. 
currently, it looks like the Fringe FM is down, so uh, we're going to call this the Technical Difficulties version of Trouble Minds, but we are streaming on all of the platforms we normally do, but Fringe seems to be having some uh, software issues, so uh, it is what it is. Uh, tried to uh, get it working several times, and it's not working, so we're going to go without it, and uh, well, uh, I guess apparently Jess Rogie had some issues just prior to us coming on as well. Thank you, Rivers, for pointing that out. I had no idea, because I clearly can't listen. I'm trying to prep a show here. I appreciate that. Uh, but uh, this is the show for you for you folks showing up that have no idea what's going on here. Uh, this is a, a show uh, about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. And you know what those things are, of course. As we always do this, it's uh, aliens. It's about conspiracy and the paranormal. It's about... Uh, of course, the uh, government. It's about academia. It's about uh, the the 24-hour news cycle. And, of course, uh, propaganda. And the general feeling that we live in the upside down. And uh, the upside down means many things, okay? It means information. It means things we're taught. It means how, right, the indoctrination process. It means all of that stuff. And, uh, right, as, we, as uh, Yoda would say, right, uh, unlearn what you have learned. And uh, this is that's kind of a, a nice way to boil down what this show is kind of about. It's uh, maybe looking back into history, maybe looking, uh, speculating ahead into the future and seeing what's going on and uh, all the rest of that. It's uh, That's what it's about, really. All those things I described and more because uh, there's so many things to talk about, so many interesting things, and that's really what spawned this program. I, I say a program. That's not really a program because that's a bad word, isn't it? Uh, but what spawned this uh, this show, this um, this conversation, let's call it. That's probably the best thing to say about this. It's, it's just a, this, a simple conversation. Uh, sometimes not so simple, um, but... That that part doesn't really matter because a, a conversation can go anywhere our imaginations can go. And that's really what this show's about. That's what's going on with all this stuff and uh, why we've done this for a very, very long time now. Three plus years. Like I said, I'm very proud of that coming on three and a half years of troubled minds. And uh, that's a good thing. Um, but uh, let me uh, point out that uh, part of the actual... Uh, the the idea here of that conversation, I, I'm calling it, we're bringing back the great conversation. And I've said this several times, but it's true. It's uh, There's so many things that get left out of news cycles, that get left out of conversations, in, just in general, generally speaking. And there's uh, a lot of things that uh, really uh, should be probably top of news cycles, if you ask me, if you ask my opinion on this. But of course, nobody's asking my opinion on this because nobody gives a damn. Uh, because of course, I'd, I'm not a billionaire, not funding the media conglomerates. Uh, so there you go. I said it. So in any case, uh, that's what's up. That's what this show's about. And it is live. So I want to point out that if you want to be part of the show tonight, you can uh, reach us at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, you can go join the Discord at troubledminds.org. So this is the, again, technical difficulties version. Uh, we're not on Fringe tonight, which is a digital radio network. So check that out, fringe.fm slash chat. You can join their Discord there. And also uh, check us out at troubledminds.org. You can find the phone number on the website and also the Discord link. It's right on top. Discord, of course, is a chat client. It's a voice client. It's uh, what the youngsters play video games with. And uh, they, you can share, share streams. You can type old school chat room style. Uh, you can jump on a voice channel and just talk about uh, all kinds of things. And that's uh, that's pretty much what uh, Discord is about. Like I said, we're not sponsored by Discord. I, I say this almost every night. It's just an amazing program. 
And folks that make amazing programs deserve uh, the accolades that come along with that. So if you guys don't know what Discord is, the mobile version of Discord is a little sketchy because it's hard to navigate, but they're still working on that. It's still a work in progress. But the desktop version is absolute beauty if you guys still use uh, computers. I realize computers are even old school now, which is funny because it's going to lead us into the topic. But uh, computers are becoming old school because everybody's using smartphones, tablets, and all the rest of that stuff, right? So uh, that's uh, that's what's weird about this. That's weird about the conversation tonight and what's going on. So um, we'll we'll get into that in just a moment. And uh, yeah, time to roll. Yes, it is time to roll. So I didn't get a chance to say hello uh, during the intro because we were having problems, issues with, uh, with uh, Fringe. So... Uh, I will. Uh, we're going to still do the same thing to keep our uh, ad breaks in uh, in order. So we will uh, take a break at the bottom of the hour, top of the hour, just like we're on the radio, and then we will, uh, of course, uh, stop and say hello to chat and be a little more social at that point. So just letting you guys know uh, that's what's going on and uh, that's what we're doing tonight. So if you want to be part of the show, one more time, seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org and we'll put you on the uh, the show that way as well. All right, so. Uh, so tonight, uh, as I said, people aren't even using computers anymore, are they, right? Uh, or, or the computers are actually changing. They're morphing. They're turning into something else entirely, meaning that I have this nice big desktop set up. You guys know I'm standing up here. I got a nice standy desk. I got, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of work on, in, in, I work from home, and so I, I do a ton of work from my PC here and, you know, ergonomics and all that. But it's, uh, the world is changing from that. It's not even that anymore. It's uh, becoming, again, uh, iPads and uh, large tablets tablets and the smartphones and all the rest of this stuff, right? And so you don't even need these big elaborate setups, setups anymore, even though they are nice because you get the big screen, you get the webcam, you get the nice light, you get, you know, you can do all the all the cool things. I've never been on a Zoom meeting, uh, you know, for like a conference call type thing, because uh, thank goodness for that. But uh, if, if I did, boy, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll slay the shit out of that with this setup. Yeah, you got the, like I said, the nice lighting and all the rest of that. But in any case, it, this stuff is going away. Uh, it's, it's everything... Uh, uh, the computers are getting smaller. The computers are changing. They're not like the old school gaming setups. Uh, it's something else entirely. But uh, why that is relevant to the conversation tonight is because, well, there's a uh, there, there's an article that came out. As you guys know, I watch the news cycles pretty closely to try and uh, pick things out that are interesting that maybe should uh, should be a conversation, and uh, we try and turn them into that. So. Uh, that's what we're going to do tonight, as usual. And uh, here we go. Let's start with this. This is from the GreekReporter.com. GreekReporter.com. Dropping it in the chat. And there we go. And we will do, let's see, where are we going to do? Let's, uh, let's put it here and here. I think we're good. Let's see. Let's go over to uh, Rockfin. I think Rockfin's rolling still. Yeah, what's up, guys? I see you there. All right, I'll come say hi at the bottom of the hour. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll get going. Like I said, technical issues tonight. That's why we're starting a little bit late, so my apologies for that. But uh, as you know, a live show, once you hit the go button, sometimes shit hits the fan. <laughs> so that's what's happening here. Okay, so uh, so anyway, this uh, this article from GreekReporter.com, uh, headline is this, and it got me thinking in a number of ways, of course, as usual, right? I kind of want to talk about not just this in particular, but maybe some implications, uh, maybe, maybe go back to the ancient times, maybe look forward a little bit, maybe uh, talk about what's happening in the current, uh, current uh, um, let's say, the zeitgeist of robots and uh, computers and, uh, let's say, the surveillance state. So we're looking at this from all angles, as usual. And that's, I think that's the beauty of a conversation like this, is 
when you have uh, you include yourself and myself and whoever out there might be listening and uh, start of thinking start thinking in terms of all the angles of these things uh, you, you get some pretty amazing uh, uh, takes come out of this so here we go back to this article ancient Greeks predicted robots claims Stanford historian okay and so not only that there's I mean that's maybe right I mean maybe I think we can say maybe this guy this guy wrote a, a whole book where he's uh, describing exactly this and how it went down but re- let's read just a little bit from this article and then we'll get to uh, some questions tonight that I have for you and let's see hold on we got to, let's see um, let's see um, all right uh, uh, let's see hold on one moment please uh, okay uh, okay, hold on one sec. Okay, so uh, here we go. Let's read some of this. Uh, just uh, just passing on uh, the information here to uh, Joe from Infringe, who's uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, so ancient Greeks not only created the foundations of modern civilization, but they also predicted robots and other future technological innovations, according to a book on the subject. And this book is coming out. We'll uh, talk about the book in a sec here. Uh, but Stanford University historian Dr. Adrienne Mayer, in the upcoming Gods and Robots, argues that Greek myth prefigured artificial intelligence, robots, driverless cars, and other modern technologies. And there's some reasons for that. We're going to get into some of those reasons tonight. But I think that uh, just the premise itself, uh, you know, like some people have stated uh, very early on when they saw the headline of uh, what we're doing tonight, that, uh, you know, it stands to reason, you know, computers have been around for thousands of years, as they say. Uh, actually, the uh, you know, somebody mentioned the Antikythera, I think it's Antikythera, device I don't, I don't know i don't know how to say it i didn't include it as part of this discussion tonight otherwise i would have brushed up on my uh on how to say this stuff but uh, in any case right uh, they've they've got old versions of these maybe computers or uh at least in concept um different uh type of ancient robots as it were and you know like you can go back to leonardo da vinci and things like this where they were trying to create this stuff uh in more modern times but uh, definitely not back in the ancient greek era and uh, that's what we're talking about tonight so um okay uh okay um okay all right all right, cool. Okay, uh, just uh, updating Joe here. Okay, okay. All right, all right. All right, there we go. Okay. Uh, all right, rolling without it tonight. All right. Okay, so uh, there we go. So this is again, right? So uh, Dr. Mayer's arguments revolve uh, to a large extent around Hephaestus, uh, the Greek god of craftsmen and metalworking. And interestingly, uh, we've been talking about a little bit of a, a, a little bit of Greek mythology the last couple days. And uh, what's up, Night Stalker says, uh, Bubo the Robotic Owl in Clash of the Titans. There you go. I don't even know if that's a real thing or if that was a movie adaptation. Is that real? Is that an actual real representation of something that was in those old stories? Um, I don't know. I always thought that was a movie adaptation, but I could be very wrong. It's almost impossible to be uh, up on all of the, the Greek myths because there's so many different versions of them. But, uh, but okay, so in any case, not just that, all right, there's more. Uh, so one of his creations, Hephaestus, of course, was named Talos, T-A-L-O-S, a great automaton made of bronze who Mayer describes as a bronze 
killer robot and an early precursor to the kinds of androids now being built by Boston Dynamics. Uh-oh, uh-oh. And so that's what's on my mind tonight. So is it is it possible that uh, in the in the old days, uh, not, not only did they predict uh, the rise of maybe artificial intelligence and robots themselves, is it even more possible that they've, uh, they've uh, been able to maybe create these things thousands of years ago, as uh, described here by uh, some Greek mythology, which we'll get into. We'll get into Hephaestus and that story and uh, the story of Talos, the, the uh, bronze uh, giant robot, and the rest of this stuff. And again, so if it happened once in this case, uh, did it happen several times, many times? And has this been one of those situations where... Uh, where you would say, um, I guess you would say that uh, maybe robots have been around quite a bit longer than than uh, we are we're willing to admit to ourselves, and that's kind of the question. But then also, right? So that's the question that's on my mind. Do you think that's possible? And you know, of course, we're talking about Hephaestus, which is a uh, a Greek god, basically, right? A, a Greek Roman god, uh, as you know, as they interchange the names back and forth, and by and large, a lot of the stories are the same or similar. Uh, but uh, not only is it a Greek god, uh, this is again technology. We're talking about old, old, old school technology. So. Um, is it uh, is it possible that not only uh, maybe they were building robots way back in the day, uh, predicting them, building them, but what does it mean about the definition of a robot? Meaning, of course, that uh, you know clearly today we're talking about define an autonomous robot ourselves we're like defining consciousness ourselves trying to i mean there's these really huge philosophical questions that are kind of uh stuck into and kind of baked into this conversation as you start beginning to, to to ask the question of whether this stuff could be real from back in the day so uh that's what's on my mind tonight those are the questions what do you think that uh uh, what is the definition of a robot? And is it, uh, again, we've talked about maybe summoning uh, things, right? Summoning spirits from uh, the ether or from uh, other dimensions or uh, whatever, whatever uh, you know, from heaven or hell or, you know, we kind of joked about that a little bit last night, which, again, I don't recommend you summon anything from any of those places. Uh, but but point being is is this is uh, what is a robot? Um, you know, of course, in, in our terms, in modern terms, a robot seems pretty easy to define. It's, uh, you know, a, uh, a, 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 what do you call it? What's the little thing that runs around and vacuums your, your living room, right? What's, what's that thing called? Whatever that thing's called, it's a, it, that's a robot, right? I mean, it's a robot vacuum cleaner. It's, uh, you know, mostly autonomous. It, it bumps into things. What is the name of that? What's the name of that thing? A Roomba. There it is. A Roomba. I want to say Floby, but that doesn't, that's not, that's not the same thing at all. <laughs> but the point being, a Roomba. A Roomba. Uh, so, okay. So, so, is, so clearly a robot to us is something, you know, mechanical. You plug in, uh, you know, maybe electronic. You plug it in and it draws power from our, our current, you know, power sources, this type of thing. There you go. The Roomba. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, guys. It, and uh, so that's clearly, you know, in basic definition terms, that's a robot. But again, uh, if you're talking about maybe back to Hephaestus and the Greek myths and that uh, maybe robots were built or created or uh, even even conceived of way back then, is it the same thing at all? And so, of course, you know, uh, one, we're programming things here, uh, meaning in the modern day, you know, things are run with algorithms and microchips and all the rest of this stuff. But uh, is there a different way to build a robot? And uh, again, we've talked about uh, maybe golems or things like this where, you know, your life, some sort of life force is infused into uh, a body, right? Or something like this, whether it's the fire of life, like we say a soul, or whether it's uh, something entirely different like a, you know, a, 
a, a an entity from elsewhere. Uh, so who knows? Maybe conjured or summoned or. Um, I don't know. Like I said, and those, those are the questions that are on my mind tonight. Is all this stuff possible? Is this uh, what's going on here? And uh, what do you think a robot really is? There you go. Robert says it right. Frankenstein. There's another good idea, right? Is a robot, could it be flesh and blood? And uh, you, you, uh, you know, bring it back from the dead through electricity or some other means. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's alive. It's alive. You tell me. So, so I don't know. That's the question tonight. Is uh, one? Do you think it's possible that uh, Hephaestus and uh, this these Greek mythology stuff has actually uh, conceived of and possibly even built robots thousands of years ago? That's what's on my mind. And then two, uh, what does that even mean? What's the definition of a robot? Of course, we know what in modern terms. But do you think there's maybe an archaic definition of a robot that may not be about microchips and you know AC power at all? Maybe it's uh, something else entirely. Like I don't know, powered from the sun. Maybe the first. Uh, uh, like the first solar uh, powered something, right? Uh, this is what I'm talking about. Like, what what are we into tonight? Uh, how how deep are we going to get into this? And uh, as always, that's up to you. We can kind of take it at like, the surface level and talk about the stories and Greek mythology, just as a fun uh, fun aside. Or we can go deep into this and ask ourselves again. I can I can see this conversation getting into consciousness and all kinds of other crazy stuff. So, uh, you guys tell me. As you know, this this conversation goes where you want to take it. Uh, like like I always say, we try and keep this open ended because. It is a great conversation that begins uh, three and a half years ago and ends, uh, God willing, whenever it ends, okay? We're going to keep on going for as long as we can go here. And uh, that's, what, uh, that's what's on my mind tonight. And uh, basically, like I said, if you want to be part of the show, love to hear your thoughts on this, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show and click the Discord link and hop on in here. Um, yeah, there's a good one. Uh, Robert in the chat says, the terracotta armies of the first dynasty of China, right? So let's say again, let's say it was uh, back through, uh, instead of robotics today, through microchips and AC power or you know solar power or what have you, Maybe there was some sort of ritual magic uh, that that um, created these golems, as it might have been. Uh, so that's that's kind of what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm talking about tonight. All kinds of that all over history. And um, yeah, so what are your thoughts on this as we go, as we begin and start uh, kind of going down this rabbit hole a little bit? I think it's a good one. I think that's, um, I'm glad this um, Greek reporter site is pretty good with this, the stuff they crank out because why not? Why uh, You know, I'm sure that, that this has been an ancient... Uh, ancient aliens uh, uh, <laughs> show at some point because they've, they've pretty much covered it all right uh, in season 27 or whatever the hell they're into but but I haven't I haven't actually seen if they've done it I haven't seen an episode that covers this and so it was kind of a novel idea to me uh, in in uh, in terms of well uh, the ancient robotics and maybe robotics of today and uh, we'll get into some of that, uh, some of the more spooky stuff about today and uh, robot, robotics of uh, the, the current time frame. But again, uh, so questions tonight. Do you think it's possible that Hephaestus of Greek mythology, the blacksmith of the gods, as it were, was actually able to create robots back in the day? And we'll start with Talos, T-A-L-O-S. That was one example. And we'll get into who that is uh, and uh, what the mythology behind Talos is. But uh, do you think it's possible that maybe robots existed thousands of years ago? And if so, how different are they from robots of today? Which, of course, brings into question, what exactly is a robot? And uh, there you go. So that's, uh, I think that boils it down pretty good uh, to start. Again, like I said, sorry about the technical issues tonight. It, it is what it is. Uh, we're, 
we're having problems with uh, the fringe a little bit. So we'll uh, hopefully we can get back on there at some time tonight. But if not, uh, we'll be back on there tomorrow and uh, all good. So what we're going to do is we're going to continue trucking like it is the fringe style. So I'll just uh, not play commercials and, and, and uh, we'll talk to the chat instead. So I'll play some bumper music like we're going to a break here and we will take a break, talk to chat, and then we'll come back and uh, do the uh, the show proper style. So we're taking your phone calls again. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We're talking about robots of ancient times. Do you think it's they actually existed or do you think it's all fanciful tales of Greek mythology? And of course, what does a robot even mean? Are there different definitions? We're going to get into that tonight. One more time. 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, DLive, Twitter, and YouTube. And tonight, we're discussing ancient robots. Hephaestus created one named Talos. If they did one, do you think they did more? What about the Athena's Owl? Yeah, right? Bubo, the Athena's Owl. What's up, Robert? Thank you for that. If this stuff existed back in the Greek antiquity does it still exist and has it been one of those things that uh was let's kill that before it gets crazy uh 
is that one of those things that's been uh well it's been uh, clearly if they were building robots way back in the day that uh, they they probably are building them uh, you know throughout uh, throughout history right i think that's the weirdness that's the the odd part about this but then again uh what else is on my mind the other question here is not just hephaestus not just talos not just uh maybe uh bubo uh the the athena zao which again uh, thank you I, I didn't even think of that because i actually thought it was a movie adaptation like i said but uh, that's why again that's why we do this live that's why we include you guys that's why there's all kinds of great information that kind of comes out of these shows as we go um and that's what's uh, that's what's up so so yeah is it possible uh, that's that's been going on and if so is it possible the definition of a robot is not quite like we consider it to be of course meaning that to, in today's age we have what would you call it uh, like i said uh, microchips and ac power uh, but in the old days was it something else do you think a robot could have been maybe ritual magic and some sort of um uh well spirit or <laughs> some, some kind of entity that entered in entered into the spirit i have no idea uh what's up uh, uh thank you derek says it didn't work for jess's show either okay okay so uh that's what's going on we're going to keep uh keep on trucking with this and try and figure out fringe as we go but uh okay so uh that's what's that's what's on my mind tonight if you guys have thoughts on this love to hear from you 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 troubleminds.org like i said sorry about being a little distracted but i'm trying to do one too many things here uh but okay let's go so uh, so this individual is writing a book, all right? Uh, Adrienne Mayer, uh, and the upcoming book is called Gods and Robots. And pretty cool stuff because, of course, it's not just gods and robots. It's, uh, right, uh, again, Hephaestus built this bronze killer robot named Talos, which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, here's another one. So uh, straight from the book and the ideas from the book here that we can add to the, the, the questions tonight and some of the theories is uh, according to uh, another of his creations, uh, Hephaestus here, uh, was Pandora, a replicant, they say, or a wicked AI fembot, okay, who, according to Mare, was programmed to release evil into the world. And <laughs> what is that? That sounds like something we talk about on this show, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, so Pandora wasn't the only AI Hephaestus constructed, since he also built mechanical golden maidens to help him with his work, which I was going to get to in a little bit as well, is that uh, the, he, he was uh, infamous for actually building his own workforce, his own robotic workforce back in the day. Again, all in Greek mythology. So uh, take it take it you know for what it is if you believe the sources, but... Uh, like kind of like we always say on this show do you think there's a a a reason why this stuff is um is uh whatever it is uh that that you know maybe maybe there's basis for these stories for these uh, these mythologies and uh, that's what's going on tonight. That's what's on my mind. Like I said, love to hear your takes on this. Uh, do you believe that uh, maybe there there were actual maybe ancient AIs uh, brought about uh, by uh, a an entity, a godlike entity like Hephaestus? And we'll get into that as we go. Uh, what's up? Carryout says Hellboy, the Golden Army. Uh, who else is here? Uh, Robert says not sure if Bubo was adapted for the movie, but from my recollection from Latin class, I know he was her owl. Okay, right, exactly. So I think I think that's what it was. Maybe it was not a mechanical owl. I don't know. Like I said, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember the exact details of that. If I had uh, thought of it uh, previous to, to starting, I would have checked, but uh, I, I clearly can't do all those things at the same time. So if anybody can help me with that, I'd appreciate it. But okay, so there's more here. Um, so they were uh, these these um, golden maidens that Hephaestus uh, actually built to help him do his work were, uh, were these were designed to predict his needs and to act on them without direct instruction. 
And, uh, uh, okay, which, of course, uh, something in which Dr. Mayer believes makes them early versions of such AI-powered personal assistants as Amazon's Alexa. Oh, yeah, Amazon's Alexa, right? And we'll get, we'll get into more into that specific particular thing in just a moment here. But uh, Amazon's Alexa. Um, that's a that's a doozy, right? <laughs> Is this did Hephaestus create the first uh, the first Amazon Alexa? Mm, I don't think so. I hope not. That's for sure. Uh, but anyway, so and neither were these creations the only ancient Greek prophecies of future tech. According to Dr. Mayer, Homer's epic poetry foretells the arrival of driverless cars and transportation. Uh, in, in the Odyssey, Odysseus sails back to Ithaca on pilotless Phoenician ships where, while in the Iliad, Homer writes about autonomous wheeled tripods that transport ambrosia. And so uh, there you go, driverless cars back in all the way back to uh, Homer and the Iliad and uh, Greek, the Greeks thousands of years ago. Crazy stuff here. Uh, like I said, I'm not sure uh, regarding how, how uh, actually, you know, uh, how true we should take this. But again, do you believe that Maybe uh, the, the robots are not a new thing, uh, like somebody stated earlier. Nothing new under the sun, and that's that's uh, again the kind of like what's on my mind tonight. If you guys want to be part of the show, seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven, I'd love to have you on, and uh, we'll talk about this stuff. I appreciate some help tonight, guys, because I'm trying to uh, help Joe fix this uh, this fringe stuff, and I do not want to just shut it all down to try to do this. Let's let's keep this show going. Somebody can please call me and help me out. I'd appreciate that. I got some other things to do here. Seven zero two. Nine five seven one zero three seven. Join the Discord. We're talking about, uh, of course, robots, ancient robots. And Hephaestus created his uh, golden workforce, and of course, he created all kinds of things that uh, we're trying to. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, okay, all right, I got you. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, okay. Thank you. All right, cool. All right, cool. So I guess uh, Joe. Joe is. Uh, Let's see. All right. We can fix this later. Cool, cool. We're live on Fringe. Thank you, Joe, for hooking it up. We are back to Fringe. Okay, so we're, we'll keep on going with this. Uh, fringe timing back in effect. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Thank you, Joe, for uh, giving the assist here and putting us back on the radio. All right, so the thing is this, right? Once again, uh, ancient Greeks developed their own technology, and this is, again, from a book that's coming out by a U- Stanford University historian, Dr. Adrian Mayer, and the upcoming book is called God's and robots, and of course, which means, uh, do you believe that this is true? I find it interesting that uh, a- academics uh, <laughs> are are kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe catching up to us and watching our show or something. <laughs> this is stuff we talk about, that type of thing that we talk about. But uh, but I don't know. What do you what do you guys believe? Do you believe that uh, the ancients were actually able to create these robots, Hephaestus, through uh, through whatever? Whether you believe it was technology, whether you believe it was through alchemy or sorcery or some mixture of all three. Uh, do you think that AI robots and uh, autonomous beings like this uh, are were actually stomping around thousands of years ago? And that's that's the question. We'll get to Talos in just a sec. Uh, the first one that uh, Hephaestus is actually said to have created, and what he did, and uh, where he fits into this mythology. But um, so then again, of course, uh, it brings to mind: What do you think an actual AI robot is? Uh, meaning that, of course, in the old days, uh, or, or currently, it's easier to define because we, we know what a robot is, like I said, AC power, microchips, and the rest of this stuff, like a Roomba. 
Coachella, right? The most basic, but then we can go to Boston Dynamics and see the dancing dogs and our robot overlords, that type of thing. So, you know, it's a little easier to define now because we have, you know, maybe that spark that's inside of them, that uh, wink, wink consciousness that's happening is kind of, it's programmed. It's a programmed, pre-programmed consciousness that's, um, uh, you know, the, the, the spark of life is AC power or, you know, battery power or what have you. So that's, that's an easy definition, I think. But then, again, if you go back thousands of years, it's not so simple, is it? Because clearly they probably didn't have microchips and AC power. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? One more time. 702-957-1037. Let's get to Talos. Uh, and let's uh, keep on trucking. Thanks again for uh, Joe Rope for fixing it. Uh, hard to uh, juggle all things at the same time. So uh, nice assist. Uh, Johnny on the spot. Thank you for the assist. All right. So we got... Um, this is the book itself. This is from press.princeton.edu, and I want to link this in the chat so you guys can check it out. If you're interested in reading this book, uh, I haven't read it because it's, ju- it's just now coming out, and which is why it's making the news, of course. But um, here we go. Let's do this. Here we go. All right. Uh, there we are. Okay. And so there it is. It, it, again, Gods and Robots, and again, the author of the Amazons, which is Adrian Mayer, a, a, an academic from Stanford, no less. And uh, yeah, that's what's up. So let's get to uh, let's get to Hephaestus. Okay, now Hephaestus here, of course, was the the blacksmith of the gods, as as was known back in the day, back in the Greek mythology. Okay, so let's get to Hephaestus here. We're going to link this in the uh, in the chat. And uh, what I want to know, like I said, uh, you guys know my questions tonight. Love to hear your thoughts on this. Thank you, Liam, for the <laughs> for putting the phone number in there. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hey, man, when you're struggling, you're struggling. You're trying to do too many things at once. Uh, the things suffer. But okay, so Hephaestus. Here we go. Uh, this is from uh, mythopedia.com, and this is pretty good stuff. God of the kiln, master of metallurgy, and patron of all artisans, Hephaestus was the deft and dexterous craftsman of Mount Olympus. While Hephaestus found his place among the gods as a weapon maker uh, and weapons maker and trap setter, he nev- nevertheless often found himself unloved and unwanted by the other gods. Uh, derided as the lame one, Hephaestus bore the stigma of a shriveled foot, the result of being hurled from Mount Olympus at birth. Uh, so however much of Hephaestus's lameness might have stigmatized him in the eyes of the gods, it endeared him to Greek mortals, who, like him, fell short of the perfection that was embodied by the great Olympian deities. In their eyes, Hephaestus's ability to craft and contrive, as well as his ceaseless effort to make whole what was broken, were rallying cries for the imperfect. Uh, well written. Very nice. Um, and let's see. So here we go. So as with many Greek deities, there was no reliable etymology for the name Hephaestus. The first known recording of the word appeared in an blah, blah. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, I can get into more of this. Like I said, I'm not sure what you guys are into because everybody's been super quiet out there. Like I said, things have been a little disjointed tonight because of uh, trying to fix things on the fly, but we're back. So you tell me, what, is, what do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear more about uh, Hephaestus? You want to hear about uh, the first robot he created thousands of years ago? Uh, what do you think this is even about? Do you think this is real or do you think there's uh, just some kind of, as we always say, right, Is uh, are these Greek myths uh, just some sort of uh, fanciful fiction, uh, you know, sort of like... Um, uh, or, or is is it uh, based in some sort of reality? And that's why they, they talk about these things. Um, let's see. Let's go to the chat here. Uh, what are we doing? Um, there you go. Alcanus, uh, what's up, Robert? Says Alcanus, the king of Phaeacia, had mechanical watchdogs that guarded his palace. 
Interesting. Were they made by Hephaestus? Interesting, interesting. Uh, good stuff here. Um, uh, thank you again for helping out in the chat. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you guys tell me. You guys tell me. I think that's the thing here. Is, do, you, do you think they're real, or do you think they were just some sort of uh, something? Maybe statues that uh, gleamed in the sun uh, made of bronze or something that uh, scared people away. I don't know. I think people are probably not that stupid, <laughs> even way back when. And uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. So uh, let's, uh, I guess, I'm going to just keep on trucking with Hephaestus until I I hear from one of you guys because I'm not hearing from anybody. 702-957-1037. We'll keep on trucking. All right. So, uh, okay. What do we got? In his own time, Hephaestus, blah, blah, married Aphrodite, the most beautiful of all the goddesses, of course, but their marriage was an unhappy one, at least according to the Odyssey, where the Homeric authors had Hephaestus complain about Aphrodite. Okay, blah, blah. Uh, here we go. Uh, okay, anyway, let's see. Hold on. Let me find a, a nice... Here we go. All right. This is better. This is better. Okay, I'm going to go full screen on this and just uh, catch us up. Like I said, caught me out of sorts tonight. Too many things going on at the same time, but we're back. So, uh, what's up? Tinfoil says, enjoying the show, but I'm multitasking. Okay, all good. So am I. <laughs> so am I. Um, there we go. Now, Faceless was the god of fire, metalworking, and stonemasonry, forges, and the art of sculpture. He was the son of Zeus and Hera and married to Aphrodite by Zeus to prevent a war of the gods fighting for her hand. He was a smithing god, making all the weapons for Olympus and acting as a blacksmith for the gods. He had his own palace on Olympus where he made many clever inventions and automatons, here we go, of metal to work for him. Uh, Hephaestus's ugly appearance was the reason Zeus chose him to marry Aphrodite, but despite this, she had many affairs with both gods and men. Ah, the good old days, the good old days. In one story, Hephaestus builds a tricky invention which catches Aphrodite laying with Ares, the god of war, trapping them both in the bed to be laughed at and ridiculed by other gods. There you go. Everybody needs a Hephaestus on their side. Uh, he is similar to Athena in his giving skill and help to mortals, in his case, artists. It was also believed that Hephaestus taught men the arts alongside Athena. However, he was also considered far inferior to that of the goddess of wisdom. Uh, so more here, the facts that he was the god of fire. Some accounts he was said to be the son of Zeus and Hera. Uh, he was ugly for sure. Uh, he was the workman of the immortals. He made their dwellings, furnishings, and weapons. In his workshop, Hephaestus had assistants who were made out of gold and who helped him with his work. Uh, in most accounts, Aphrodite was his wife. Uh, Hephaestus was a patron of the arts. Okay, all kinds of good stuff, right? But let's get to Talos. Now, exactly uh, what we're talking about tonight is Hephaestus is said to have created, again, Hephaestus, the ancient Greek god, is said to have uh, built the first robots thousands of years ago. And that's the question tonight. Do you think that's even possible? And if so, it calls into question, in my mind, what a robot even is. Is it the same thing? And so Talos, let's get to Talos real quick, and we'll talk about this, and we'll keep on trucking tonight. Here we go. This is from GreekMythology.com, which is a fantastic website, by the way. Lots of stuff when I was looking into this tonight. Uh, there were uh, I kept being surprised by the quality of uh, actual websites out there that that uh, are really great because, of course, you know, there's so many that are trash these days that, that uh, you find a, you know, find a nice set of websites and it, um, I don't know, warms your, 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 your cold heart, Michael Strange. But, okay, so here we go, Talos. Now, this is, the inter this is where it starts to get interesting, okay? Uh, Talos was a giant bronze man who guarded the island of Crete by throwing stones at the ships of unwanted visitors. He was most probably created by Hephaestus and given to either Minos or Europa as a gift. Talos's only weakness was his ankle, where the single vein containing all of his life fluid, or ichor, the blood of the gods, was sealed with a thin membrane of skin or a bronze nail. 
Medea exploited this weakness and killed Talos by bewitching him, uh, bewitching him to graze his ankle on a sharp rock. And so uh, the the origin, of course, of this giant robot, uh, Talos, they say, that which is the first robot ever, but uh, I think we can probably say if they were happening then, maybe they were happening previously. Uh, so he was an automaton cast by Hephaestus. Uh, so it, it's only natural that the most common one uh, links that Talos had with Hephaestus uh, was because, of course, the celestial artificer was famed for his automata, and Talos, a single-veined giant made of bronze, certainly looks like one. In this case, poets say that Talos was a gift from Hephaestus to Minos, constructed by the former to help the first king of Crete guard the island from invaders. And that, again, that's the story. That's uh, that's where this all begins. Like I said, it's kind of been a long and winding road to get us to this point. Uh, some, like I said, technical difficulties edition tonight. But that's really what's on my mind again. Uh, what do you think about Talos? What do you think about Hephaestus? What do you think about the ancient uh, robots, as it were? Do you think this is a real thing? Or do you think, again, we're uh, kind of stretching our imaginations a little bit too far and uh, drinking a little bit too much maybe juice and yeah that's the way it goes right <laughs> what's up jj new york says everyone always poos on the builders yeah that could be that could be uh let's see uh that uh there there <laughs> you guys in the you guys in the jokes in the chat okay so that that's uh, again I don't know. Uh, Hephaestus builds a, a, an army of golden maidens to help him in his workshop. He creates a, and casts the first uh, uh, robot as uh, depicted here by the, the individual that's writing the book about gods and robots in, in the name of Talos, uh, who actually ran around Crete throwing rocks at uh, boats as they passed by to keep intruders from uh, landing on Crete uh, with the original King Minos. So uh, again, like I said, it seems to me that uh, th- these, these stories are a little more in depth than just well there was a robot right there's the robot cast by Hephaestus uh, created with some sort of maybe artificial intelligence at least uh, maybe uh, like we've talked about maybe golems in the past like I said as we began the show tonight or like what is it like what's an actual robot and what's going on with this I think that's the question and uh, the weirdness so um, actually yeah uh, damn it (laughs) I just had a thought Okay, anyway. All right, so anyway, if you guys want to be part of the show, I'd love to hear from you. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. So since uh, Joe's got us on the fringe, what we're going to have to do for the commercials, which is the thought I just had, is just play the commercials straight through. So uh, we'll edit them out after, but uh, uh, sorry about that. Like I said, trying to keep all things going here, and uh, it's uh, less than possible to do all the things we normally do without the technology running like it should. So apologies there, but we will go to a regular commercial break at the top of the hour, and then we'll just play straight through so uh that's coming that's uh that's a thought i just had of the way we're doing it so anyway if you guys want to be part of the show love to hear from you 702-957-1037 is it possible is it possible that robots have been created for thousands of years what do you think about hephaestus what do you think about talos what do you think about the golden maidens that were created by hephaestus himself to help him in his workshop as he created weapons and traps and built everything for the Olympian gods. You tell me. Love to hear from you. And uh, this stuff is, again, like I said, uh, I'm sure there's been an ancient ancient aliens uh, uh, something on this. I'm sure. I'm sure there has. Uh, like I said, they've kind of covered every angle so far, which is pretty good, which is pretty good. What's up, Adana? I love our Rockfin group. There you go. Same here. Same here. 
Uh, so, so I don't know. You tell me. Is this real? Is this not real? Or am I stretching the imagination just a little bit too far? So um, that's what we're going to do tonight. That's what we're talking about. And of course, then the definition of a robot comes into question, uh, meaning that uh, is it uh, is it like we describe it today, or is it more magic? Is it more uh, like a golem sort of situation? Is it more uh, summoning a spirit from elsewhere and putting it into an inanimate object, and then the spirit maybe takes over and becomes something else? becomes uh, what would be perceived as a robot. I think that's the question tonight. That's what's going on. And um, I don't know. Lots of questions, lots of good thoughts on this and uh, looking to hear from you. Am I, like I said, am I off the rails? I know I'm a little out of, I'm a little flustered because I'm, uh, you know, timing, rhythm, everything gets screwed up when there's technical issues. But, um, but I don't know. You guys tell me, is, does this seem real enough to, to maybe consider as something happening with this? Or again, you know, this scholar from Stanford is writing a book regarding this called exactly this, Gods and Robots. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It seems like one of those things where, you know, academia kind of craps on everything until, until they don't, right? And then once, once they're writing about it, then it's okay to talk about. Well, that's why we do this show because we think it's okay to talk about anyway. We don't need an academic to tell us it's okay. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's a pretty good premise. Again, Adrian Mayer uh, writing The uh, Gods and Robots. Uh, so let's, uh, let's do this. Let's go to the uh, – we got a phone call coming in. Uh, which we will do in just a moment. So, okay, I see you guys call, call in. Thank you so much. I'll get to you in just one moment here. We're going to take a quick break because uh, we are on the radio clock again and on Fringe. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get to you guys. Thanks, James, and thanks, uh, thanks. I think it looks like Vicky there. We'll get to you guys in just a moment. And uh, so hang tight. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're still doing our thing. Like I said, I uh, apologize for being a little bit out of sorts, but when everything breaks just when you start, uh, that's kind of what happens. <laughs> that's kind of what, what happens to your brain. Everything breaks, and you go, Oh God! What now? But okay. Anyway, so as we uh, wind this down, top of the uh, the top of the hour here coming up. Uh, This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. We'll put you on the show. Tonight, we are talking about ancient robots, gods and robots, as it were. Adrian Mayer is writing a book. A an academic from Stanford, and well, now we've been given the go ahead to talk about it. So we're talking about it. So uh, that's what's up. That's what's on my mind tonight. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. Hang on the phone, guys. We'll be with you as soon as we come back from the commercials here. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you in earnest. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you whom we also have Troubled Minds. We are live tonight. This is the show where we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. And what are those things you may ask? Yeah, aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia. 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. We're taking your phone calls since we're streaming on Rockfin, Live, YouTube, and Twitter. We're also broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Thank you to Joe Root for hooking us up with that. Technical difficulties edition. Things happen in live shows. And we're talking about robots tonight, but not just robots like you would expect. We're talking about robots from the old days. Hephaestus supposedly built Talos in Greek mythology. And Talos, this bronze robot, ran around the island of Crete, throwing boulders at passing ships to keep the island safe from intruders. So the question tonight becomes this. Do you think that's real? Do you think that thousands of years ago, there was possibly some sort of technology that was happening that allowed the creation of robots? Do you think there was some technology that, uh, or maybe even spellcraft, uh, wizardry, uh, what have you, ritual, whatever it's going to be? And again, uh, so is it real, number one? Do you think it's possible? And number two, uh, it brings into question in my mind what actually 
is a robot because like i said if you if you look at uh, the the modern robots and try and uh, compare them to the old days clearly we're talking about two very different things am i right i hope so so uh, that's what's on my mind tonight if you want to be part of the show 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 you can also join the discord at troubledminds.org click the discord link it's right on top also join the fringe discord as well at fringe.fm slash chat and we'll put you right on the show just jump in the caller queue all right here we go let's go to uh let's go to uh james james in michigan thank you so much for calling my friend how are you tonight i'm okay glad to be here and and great subject thank you i thank hear you. an echo but, but i guess it's gone now okay yeah um yeah great subject and i heard you asking for calls and i just had a couple of thoughts sure go right ahead thank you for calling yeah, no problem. Well, I was thinking, and I'm not sure, um, I'm not looking at, at chat right now, but this has me wondering if a lot of the old mythological creatures weren't some kind of robot as well. Uh, meaning they were created different, different, you know, through different means. And maybe they didn't even look exactly like a lot of the ancient um, descriptions say or, or show they did. Right, like, uh, like maybe you would, they even like, for instance, like the Hydra or they, a Chimera or something like this. Yeah. The old type, the old type days that uh, that, that actually nice stalker ads in the chat here. Maybe they're not made of metal at all, and it seems to be uh, exactly what you're describing here, right? Yeah, and I mean maybe they don't look as um, what I mean by they don't look the same as in drawings and stuff. Maybe there are. They're not quite, they're almost like, maybe they would look almost like robots today where they have, um, like, seams or, you know, um, joints that are visible. You know, maybe they, they, they looked a lot more simple back then, but there was still something amazing to the people that were in those times. So they kind of um, drew them the only way they could, or described them the only way they could. And so that's why we think of them more as biological creatures now and or just made up. Right, exactly, because there's nothing nothing like it today, so you would expect that they're just making up tall tales, right? Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, so, so do you think then it, it, there is some sort of maybe mechanical knowledge that was uh, kind of a, maybe enacted by Hephaestus or even prior to him and that those stories where maybe they were able to build these uh, sort of robots, or do you think it's different? Maybe witchcraft or uh, something like this. Maybe not witchcraft, that's a poor term. But maybe like uh, some sort of ritual, kind of like we said, golems or other things like that. Uh, what's, what's your take there? I think it's possible. I also think, and maybe, I don't know if you're going to get to this or not, but I seem to remember hearing that uh, Da Vinci made a robot or two in his time. Exactly, yes. Yes, I've got a list of uh, robots that yeah. were kind of made in not-so-contemporary times. So, yeah, so Da Vinci did. Right. He, he created uh, some robots that were supposed to run on their own. Uh, and so, yeah, so, I mean, right. so, that you know, that's not quite Greek mythology time. But, if again, if people are thinking in those terms yeah. without the, te- the easy technology of, you know, AC power and all the rest of the stuff, like I said, microchips and AI and all the rest, 
you got to wonder if people, you know, far enough back, uh, maybe with lost technology, like some have said, maybe Atlantis, maybe uh, mm. what's the other one? Uh, uh, it'll come to me. But uh, there's, you know, supposedly they say that we lost technology throughout the, the you know, the millennia here. So, so I wonder, do you think it is? Uh, right. Is it one thing or the other? Or do you think it's even possible, I guess, is, is really what this is about? Are we just, are we just uh, making crap up tonight, James? What's going on, brother? I always say, I think anything is possible. Um, I think that maybe there could be some that were somehow given uh, consciousness. That's the part that interests me is where did it come from? Was it was it some kind of artificial, but then artificial? Was artificial we created, or did people figure out how to summon different things and put them into what they what they made? Right. So, which which means again, is it is it magic or is it technology, or is uh, when once uh, technology is so sufficiently advanced, it seems like magic, and so we here we are chasing our tail exactly. in circles, <laughs> chasing our tail as yeah. always. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Uh, do you know uh, Do you know a lot of Greek mythology, or are these stories uh, familiar to you, or are you hearing this for the first time? Uh, I've heard little bits and pieces. I still need to dig into a lot of mythology. Um, yeah, I've heard little bits and pieces. I didn't hear about this part, though, but that that's, you know, I, I love the topic. It's very, it, 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 your, your brain can go, your mind can go so many ways with it. Yeah, totally. Totally, exactly right. Um, so, yeah, good thoughts here. Uh, anything else while we got you on, my friend? Nope, that was it. You're Just the best. And, and, You're uh, the best, James. Thanks for bailing always, me out. Always, always helping me out. James, everybody check out his podcast. This is James from uh, Salcedo Paranormal. Check it out. You can find it. It's linked right down and below on, on, on the YouTube page. And just uh, just like it sounds, Salcedo, S-A-L-S-I-D-O, Paranormal. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate you calling in. Talk to you soon. Yep, thank you. Thank you, thank you. There you go. So we're taking your thoughts on this. Uh, again, I don't know. I don't have the answers. As you know, I'm not the answers guy, or else I just say, okay, the uh, the answers are the answers, and the show's over. That's uh, One, it's a lot less fun. Two, it's very like presumptuous about a ton of things, because clearly nobody has all the answers. And, well, uh, it would make for a really lousy talk show, wouldn't it? Uh, uh, you could turn on uh, Don Lemon or Sean Hannity if you want all the answers. Uh, but, okay, here we go. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the call, James. 702-957-1037. Thank Thank you for waiting so much. Vicki, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Hi, Michael. Good Hello. Thanks um, for having me on. I really don't think that the whole idea of robots are the same idea that we have as robots now. I think it's just something mechanical. Like even the slide rule for the the Chinese um, math, you know, it is something to do it because what was our first idea of any kind of robots was a calculator. Ah, uh, yes, yes, the abacus, right? Yes. And so I don't think that it's the same idea that we have now and with the artificial intelligence or some creature. But however, I do believe that it is possible 
that we learned about some of this stuff through aliens. Ah, uh, yes. The ancient astronaut theory that uh, maybe, and I, and I think that's probably where this, uh, where this may lead if you follow it kind of down the rabbit hole far enough, is that if you're talking about maybe the ancient uh -huh. Greeks and you go back maybe 5,000 years ago for some of this mythology stuff, uh, some of those Anunnaki stories go back like three quarters of a million years, right? Like 750,000 years. So uh, I would imagine that if, you know, they were actually uh, landed on Earth like they've described, uh, you know, did, created the slave race of the Igigi and uh, maybe have their own robots as such that uh, maybe even Hephaestus uh, was using Anunnaki technology. Is that what we're talking about now? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, time, since we've progressed in time, we've actually stepped backwards with our knowledge versus what it used to be. You know, even even with um, before the Great Flood and stuff, you know, they were supposed to have been so much ahead of us than how we are now. Yeah, so so uh, but I really don't feel it's the same as what we have now, you know? Yeah. Our idea of what robots are. I gotcha. So they're two very different things. So so what do you think then uh again like let's say Hephaestus like I've described created this robot named Talos. Do you think he was sort of a mechanical in any capacity, or do you think it was more of like a magical situation where he uh, maybe had some inanimate thing he built and maybe called a spirit into it from somewhere else? I think it's more of a mechanical thing and somebody else trying to control it. Okay. All right. Uh, through through what means? Any idea there? I'm, I'm not gonna. I know you probably haven't thought a ton about this. Neither have I. So I'm not gonna put the screws to you here. But but any thoughts on what that may be? Well, what the uh, actual uh, life well, force behind this could be? Well, it's going around. Yeah, if it's going around the island and throwing rocks and stuff, maybe it's a, sh a what is it called? A catapult. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a hell of an idea. On, on like, tracks around the island or something. Maybe it's the first locomotive. Yeah. <laughs> that's an idea. Somebody's hey. pushing it or pulling it. Oh, uh, interesting. Interesting. Think. Okay, now look, let's think about uh, fooling the ships that drive by. Let's put a catapult on, like, a, like a, a, a track system, very much like a locomotive, like we said, like a train. Pu uh, have people push it around the island, but there's a giant bronze bust of a looks like a, a machine a, a robot something on top that's actually not mobile but it looks like it because they're pushing it around i love the way you think that's a that's a fantastic idea that would scare the hell out of uh, any ships going by wouldn't it it would heck yeah. it would scare me yeah, hell yes <laughs> uh, imagine know? yeah so so think about it this way you're, you're cruising through the uh, the the ocean there and rocks start getting chucked out at you, and you look in at the island and see, and there's some, like, bronze thing shaped like a man, a large, large man that seems to be throwing these rocks. And that could all be done through uh, just uh, trickery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, maybe not supernatural at all. Maybe just uh, people tricking each other. Yep. And even look at 
this horse for Troy. Yeah, the Trojan you know, horse. Yep. They tried to say that oh, like it was a horse, but it really wasn't. And they, but they filled it up with people and things, you know, to fight people. But was it really a robot? No. No. It was something to kill people. And with enough tricking, they convinced people otherwise. Yeah, that it was uh, the gift from the gods or some of these other things. But it was simply, as we know, a, a hollow wooden horse. Very, very simple. Yeah, good stuff. Like I said, I, I like the way you think here, that uh, maybe maybe there's some misconstrued uh, uh, tales that have been uh, maybe exaggerated or uh, just uh, just just plain missed throughout the, throughout the millennia. So fantastic stuff. You are the best, Vicky. Anything else while we got you on the phone tonight? Nope, that should do it. You're the best. <laughs> Perfect. No, you're the best. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for calling. Well, I'll see you over on Rockfin. Have a great night. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. There we go. If you want to be part of the show, we're talking about robots tonight, but not just normal robots from the modern era. We're talking about ancient robots. And there's there you go. There's some thoughts. Uh, sometimes, right, like sometimes maybe we get ahead of ourselves. I definitely do and kind of want to jump to uh, Lovecraftian portals and the old ones. But, uh, well, uh, sometimes maybe we're talking about stories that are just not quite uh, uh, exactly as they seem. Maybe we've misconstrued, misconstrued a bunch of this. And uh, it's been, you know, I mean, they all they are Greek myths after all. And so uh, that's what's uh, that's what's on my mind tonight. That's the question. If Hephaestus, the Greek god of a, the of fire, the Greek god of of the hearth and uh, the blacksmith of the gods was actually creating robots back in the day. Uh, do you think that's real? Do you think it's actually part of what was going on, or do you think that there's something else to this? And again, there's a great take there by Vicky that describes maybe, hey, maybe it was some sort of uh, uh, trickery, some sort of way to, uh, to, to make people believe there was a robot running around the Isle of Crete uh, and throwing rocks at people, but it was just a disguised catapult. I love it. I love it. Like, this, is, this is why we talk about these things and get a lot of people together, because when you do, uh, you, get, uh, you get some ideas that you maybe never had considered. So thank you. Uh, great stuff as always, Vicky, and uh, looking to hear from you. What do you guys think about this? And once again, it, it calls to mind in, uh, to me anyway, w- w- is there something here uh, regarding the definition of a robot from our time to the ancient times? And like James described, maybe maybe this is a circular thing. Like uh, we talked about the Ouroboros of uh, devouring itself. Maybe technology devours itself after some amount of time. Think of it this way. Let's say there was technology back uh, 5,000 years ago or so, and they were able to create robots, okay? And maybe it wasn't AI. Maybe it was through, uh, let's call it sorcery. And let's say that uh, if all this is true, that at some point maybe this technology was lost, uh, maybe with the Library of Alexandria burning, maybe with the Great Flood, maybe with a combination of things. And maybe, think about it in modern terms, if we're on the cusp of uh, Elon Musk creating these robots like we talked about not too long ago, and uh, I described as you guys, uh, uh, soon in our lifetimes in the next 10 years, we're going to be running down on Black Friday uh, fighting uh, people for the pallet of $799 robots that are going to do our dishes and you know do our laundry type of thing. It's coming. Uh, if that's the case, then uh, is there a point in the future when we, you know, some knucklehead leader of some rogue nation somewhere starts world war three 
then we would lose the, the ability to build robots anyway, wouldn't we? Like uh, it would, uh, we, as they say, uh, what was Einstein? Uh, something to the effect that uh, if, if uh, he does know that uh, if World War III happens, uh, it's going to be fought after that with sticks and stones, something like this. I forgot the exact quote, but, but it's, it's basically going to level technology. It's going to uh, decimate all the knowledge we've had, a horrific death and all the rest of this, as you would expect, like some sort of nuclear war might. But then uh, we would be knocked back to the Stone Age, and technology would start over again, and there would be stories, okay? Let's, let's uh, again think of a post-apocalyptic world, maybe a thousand years from now, after a third world war, then, uh, well, there would be stories of robots of old, wouldn't there? So maybe, maybe we have uh, some situation like this where there was a cataclysm of sorts that maybe wiped that technology off the map. And so here we are again, uh, everything, nothing new under the sun, just rediscovering uh, technology of old. So I don't know. I think that's the thing here is uh, just, just kind of uh, going through my thoughts. And, and again, with the help of you guys, like I said, it's weird, right? Sometimes I, I, we fire up a show and I'm like, okay, I got, you know, three or four, you know, kind of tangent branch type thoughts on this that go different ways. But then you guys call and turn this into uh, something else entirely, which is what this is all about. This is why we have the conversation with an open line, uh, multiple open lines. This is why we have the discord rolling. This is why we do what we do. And I appreciate you guys hanging out and being part of this. 702-957-1037. Allison says a CME could do it, which would be a coronal mass ejection. That would be a solar flare. So that's the type of thing that uh, maybe as technology kind of explodes and uh, becomes whatever it was, uh, technology, again, Ouroboros, it, it, technology maybe eats itself. Uh, the, the self, uh, the, the, the circular uh, life and death of not just people and civilizations, maybe technology happens in the same manner, uh, which, of course, would explain why there's no aliens landing on the White House lawn, by the way, <laughs> because they're not actually out there. All right. So good stuff. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to actually. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go to Rohan. Rohan, whenever you're ready, my friend. I didn't want to cut you off with a commercial, but uh, you're welcome to stay through it. So, uh, what's up, hey, the mighty Rohan? Welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm not too bad. I'm enjoying the show. It's a good one. This I like the. Who didn't like robots, man? Well, I'm a I'm a bloke, Connor. So, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so, so what do you think with the robots, man? You think that uh, again, technology begets technology until we destroy it, and then we have to start all over? Or do you think there's maybe some uh, magical something to this? Yeah, I want to bring some normal nature into it as well because, uh, and I don't know, I don't necessarily subscribe to this guy, but there's a guy called uh, Roger, you know, of the mud fossil stuff, and he, t he talks about, um, you know, like giants, but he, get, he goes a bit too far for me. But he also talks about these, uh, what he seemed to have, there have been these creatures in the past that he thinks are robots, cause them no toes because they don't seem to have any toes. And he looks at these rocks that look like the feet, and he will try and identify the heels and stuff. But the interesting thing about them is they always sit, they seem to have these springs on them. Do you know what I mean? If if they are what he thinks they are, they've got springs on the soles of the feet, and he, and he identifies lines which connects them to the uh, what would be the back of the calf muscle. Do you know what I mean? Like the heel, like looking at the structure, and it's interesting that insects happen to have they've got gears in the knees. Some insects like grasshoppers type stuff so, so they can like and they can like winch it back and that's how they can do them explosive jumps so nature has gears anyway do you know what i'm saying 
and people have been studying this stuff for a long, long, you know, we've been around for a while, and people have made automatons since forever. So people have been fascinated by making these things. So you've got the mechanical angle, using nature. You know, there was a French guy in the 1930s, French inventor, was it Jacques uh, de Vucanson. He made, a, he made a duck that could like walk around and eat grain out of like a digestive system. You know, so it's like, well, people have been doing this. So, I, you know, and there's, and, there's, and there's that thing about, like, say about the golems. Can you an animate them with a little bit of life as well? So then they haven't got to just stick to the same programming. Maybe they get a little bit of sentience. Do you know what I'm saying? And then I'm wondering, well, there's, there's this things that incant doing incantations on things. Or what about this, Michael? What about the thing of organ energy? Uh, Wilhelm Reich and all that stuff. We're talking chi and prana. Right, he was saying that's the thing that animates life. Yeah, and uh, you know, he made them argon generators, and, and people talk about pyramid power, like being collectors. So maybe that's a way that you infuse these automatons that you make, either a bit naturally or a bit mechanically. Maybe you can infuse it, not necessarily with some black magic, but technologically by putting them in some organ generator chamber or some organ generator pyramid. Nice. And it's a bit like the Frankenstein thing, giving it the spark of life. Love you know? it. Rohan, I hate to cut you off. We got to take a break. Can you hang around after the break? Yeah, sure. No All right. Be right back with you. This is Trouble Minds on Michael Strange. We're here with the mighty Rohan. We're talking about robots of ancient times. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. Thanks, Rohan. I want to mute you up. Come get you in a sec. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls. If you want to be part of the show tonight, the number to call is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And tonight, we are talking about robots, but not just robots of modern times. We're talking about ancient robots. Hephaestus, the Greek god of the blacksmith. The blacksmith god of the Greeks has, was basically said to have created robots back in the day, thousands of years ago. Do you think this is a real thing? Do you think this is just stories? Do you think that we're talking about lost technology? Do you think... What is going on here? It seems like uh, if you ask the ancient astronaut theorists, they would say yes. Well, but I'm not talking to those folks. I'm talking to you. What do you think? <laughs> ancient astronaut theorists maybe say maybe? What's up? We're here with Rohan, the mighty Rohan. Welcome back to the show. How are you, my friend? Uh, the mighty I'm, Rohan. I'm an ancient maybe juice theorist, ancient and I say... Guzzle, guzzle, guzzle. Right, right, totally, totally. Drink the maybe juice. All right, so you you were on a roll here talking about how how there were uh, before we had to take a break about how uh, maybe there's a natural uh, something to this, like maybe crickets or grasshoppers have maybe gears or springs built into them. It's how grasshoppers can jump super high. Crickets make that that crazy noise that they're you know chirping in the night sky because it's uh, sort of a mechanical thing going on with their legs. They rub them together like a musical instrument of such but uh you were also onto something else there but uh go ahead go ahead with your thoughts my man yeah well i was just thinking along the, the works of um i think about like bear this bit in mind you know in transformers they call it the spark i don't know they're talking about the spark of life yeah they're talking about that thing what's that magical thing 
that takes the difference between the, just the parts of the thing and they actually being, you know, conscious or living. Right. And I was thinking on them lines, because these, these automatons that get made, they're kind of a, they're pre-programmed, they're sophisticatedly done, it's, they're very clever, but they're on a pre-programmed loop, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? A little duck will go and flap around and do its thing and take grain out of your hand and it's great, but it can't, it's, all, it's a program, isn't it? Do you know what I'm saying? It can't do anything else other than those those things. So I was thinking, well, in terms of uh, this spark of life stuff, talking like ki, chi, prana, spirit, spirit force, yeah. Um, well, Sigmund Freud and Kinsey, uh, I can't remember his first name, and Wilhelm Reich, they, they were some people that was interested in psychology and people and was interested in uh, studying sexuality and you've got Sigmund Freud doing a psychodynamic analysis. And, uh, but Wilhelm Reich was interested in what's the energy that animates things. So they all studied orgasms, right, and went away and did their own studies and Wilhelm Reich famously made those uh, orgone generators was like, and was able to make it rain and stuff. Okay. And so a lot of people think these things are like collect this argon life force energy. And there's a thing about the shape of a pyramid in terms of the nature of reality where it kind of collects things naturally because it's got that point. So, uh, you know, there's this thing called pyramid power. And I was just wondering if you combine these two things together, can you then pull that sort of spark of life that animates things into an object? Do you know what I mean? And maybe that's what spell casting and incantations is. Do you know what I'm saying? So maybe you can mass produce these kind of robots. Maybe you can make them mechanically based on natural principles, right? So it's not, you know, weird or anything. It's not woo-woo. It's a thing you might naturally develop. But then maybe somebody might figure out you can use a bit of this esoteric stuff, you know? And if you put and they find out, if you put it in a pyramid and that pyramid's made of something that's natural and metallic, resin like resin and metal and resin and metal then it uh, allows the organ energy to collect in the middle and then you're putting the spark of life into it maybe if you charge it up enough boom it comes alive a bit like uh, like with the captain america thing maybe if you get over a certain threshold maybe you somehow programmed a bit of consciousness into it do you know what i mean now your robot that was designed to be a machine to do jobs for you gets a bit of consciousness where it just thinks oh my job is to do jobs for you you know yeah, I like it. So, so not only we're talking about uh, possibly uh, lost technology, we're talking about pyramid power and uh, being able to maybe. So, so this would be a golem of sorts, wouldn't it? Except it wouldn't be with a yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it would not be microchips and AC powered or solar power as we talk about nuclear mm. power. Even it would be once again back to that whole technology thing is 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 it possible that we have actually forgotten this ancient technology that we think is magic and it's just simply not yeah. science that we just again have have not rediscovered right that, that's what you're getting at here that's what i'm getting at yeah and this kind of a point in a conversation i always have to recommend the book jonathan gray dead man's secrets because it gives over 900 percent examples of these kinds of things little things that are just like yeah that's just simple and clever and better than us yeah 
Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know, it, it, if you spend enough time kind of looking into history, uh, there's a ton of things that we we forgot. We simply forget, you know. Uh, you know, Greek fire comes to mind, some of this type of stuff that was, you know, feared in the ancient world that we, we have no idea what it is now. We're just trying to make our best guess of what it may have been. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. what, what if that was, uh, you know, strapping a dragon to the front of your boat? You know what I mean? There's your Greek fire. <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all that stuff. And like I said, this, and then you look at like um, another one of these in, in this world is the Antikythera mechanism, you know, that, that famous uh, box that they found, which is the X-rayed in, it's got about 70 different cogs in it, and it's the thing, you know, it does the clock and the position of the stars and stuff, and it's like, they're saying that's out of place because it's far too old, you know, I'm sure you've heard of that one. And then, well, then you get thinking, well, obviously people knew about cogs and systems, so then I get going to thinking about, um, even just in, without having this kind of esoteric charging situation, even steam power, I wonder if that goes back a lot, a lot, lot longer than what we think. Maybe even in more recent times, you know, because I've heard prestigious remote viewers remote view that 1561 um, celestial event over Nuremberg sounds a bit like a little alien fire. But I've heard one of them one time that when they first started remote viewing it, they were, they were talking about a steam train to begin with before they went on into the scene of the Nuremberg celestial event. And I thought, well, that's 1561. They're not steam trains then. That's not till a couple hundred years later. Do you know what I mean? So then I get thinking, well, maybe steam power goes a lot further back than we realize, or it keeps getting lost and found again. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes a ton of sense that uh, we would, you know, forget, especially with, you know, the dark ages, with plagues and all kinds of just crazy stuff that happened throughout history. I mean, it's not pr- not really that difficult to pick out just terrible times that uh, lots of people died, you know, times of gigantic war or whatever, what have you, that uh, it, it would make sense. Like, again, back to the Library of Alexandria, that burned to the ground. Maybe maybe just a ton of history, a ton of technology was lost just with what, what one singular event. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and again, not even talking about some of the other the Great Flood, talking about, like I said, the Dark Ages, the, the bubonic plague, things like this. That would that would definitely send uh, kind of people back to the Stone Age in terms of, uh, you know, the bubonic plague, would they say one in three people in Europe died? It was one in three. That's yeah. like, my goodness gracious. Uh, there goes all your carpenters and all your all the knowledge of the old days, right? All your scientists that, that even if they were crude, it was still, you know, science is always standing on the sh- shoulders of giants moving forward from the last guy that taught you something, right? And if uh, That's if that, it, yeah. Right? It's a Stargate Atlantis episode about that. I think they were called the Hoffman race for what they did because there's these baddies in that show where every now and again they'll, these uh, aliens will come awake and start feeding on half the galaxy. So what they did... Hoffmans that what they used to build these super duper secret underground bunkers that were just gigantic libraries and they used to preserve it so every time there was a culling they'd have these libraries hidden do you know what I mean so they'd always preserve the knowledge because they figure well if it's going to keep happening and then they come and smash all your technology up we just need to hide this and make these massive libraries and just keep collecting it for centuries and centuries and never lose any of it so they did the opposite of the library of Alexandria so well, that's pretty smart. Yeah, and they yeah. figured out a way to kill him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's here's a great thought in uh, in the fringe Discord here. Uh, TLC in Nevada says, uh, "Were the Nephilim robots maybe Goliath? Did David simply turn off the switch with, of course, the famous sling when he took down uh, Goliath the giant?" <laughs> <laughs> the off button. <laughs> Good shot. I love it. I love it. A great thought there. Uh, yeah. Who knows? And I kind of I kind of was thinking uh, to maybe bring the. Uh, bring the um 
the giants into this, right? Because there are some loose connections of maybe, maybe if there were automatons or you know uh, actual robots of the past, that they would be mistaken for actual giants, right? So maybe there is a connection there. Yeah, the men of renown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Goliath, because <laughs> there it is, uh, illustrated straight right there in my face. Maybe, maybe David found the off switch. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because then in the in the, in the full story, um, doesn't he, he kills Goliath? But he had some brothers, so they went after to go and kill the other giant brothers as well. So maybe they really they went to go and go and turn them off. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Again, right? Layers and layers of this stuff. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, th- thank you so much for bailing me out, as usual, man. Uh, everybody else for calling in tonight. Like I said, you, you try it. You guys try and start a live show and have everything go awry, and then you have to try and uh, tech, tech support on the way and figure things out as you go. Your, your mind is in 10 different places. It's hard. So thank you. I know today tonight was kind of a mess, but, hey, that's live shows for you. Um, so thank you, uh, everybody who called in and kind of bailed me out tonight. But uh, what do you think? Uh, anything else while we got you on? I know you, you got some fantastic ideas about a, a lot of this stuff. You seem to be in tune with uh, the zeitgeist in, in many ways. So uh, anything else you want to maybe bring to uh, bring a point about regarding ancient robots? Well, that, that was it, man. That was just that thing of like, um, yeah, I think like, this could be, there's a natural angle to look at it. And like I say, and then there's this sort of um, esoteric charging thing. And and, then, and, there's, and of course, you always got to bring it back to that. Um, how, how, back do I, how far back do our civilizations go? Do you know what I'm saying? Because and there's, this, uh, this is the old saying there's more than one way to skin a cat <laughs> as it goes there's, there's so many ways to do things you know and I just want to sort of leave with uh, this this universe that we live in it's all abundance it's just a case of how do you get to the things and how do you get the things made we can do we can do just about anything so I think that's why a lot of these things are turning out to be true because it's like so many things are possible and it's all about the knowledge isn't it Mike all yeah, about the knowledge do? all about sharing it all about uh, trying to move it forward man absolutely it is Ro- <laughs> Rohan you're the best thank you so much for hopping in and uh, giving us your takes on this stuff always great Take care. Thanks okay. so much. Thanks, bro. You too. There you go. You guys want to be part of the show. We're talking about robots. Again, ancient robots going back to uh, the time of Hephaestus and Greek mythology. Uh, he was said to have built a robot by the name of Talos and also uh, in his entire workshop as a the blacksmith of the gods, as it were, the blacksmith of Olympus. He was actually uh, had created an army or at least a small workforce of golden assistants that were of course uh not uh not golems as we know them uh, they were uh, actually robots that he forged himself and created and they were uh they were able to work on their own and do do things as instructed just like a workforce would be right and i think that's the the strangeness of this is when you start looking at these stories and go a little bit more in depth and think about where this stuff came from uh they like think about it like they were talking about robots thousands of years ago and I think that's the weirdness here is that, uh, you know, were they predicting this or once again, were, were there things that were happening that uh, even if they were fooled to believe that uh, maybe some uh, quasi mechanical things like uh, like Vicky described, maybe Talos on the island of Crete was uh, some sort of, a, you know, contraption built to fool people and think it was a robot, but it really wasn't. 
I don't know. You know, lots to think about here, considering technology, how it comes and goes, comes and goes in cycles, and uh, maybe it repeats itself as we continue to find new things. We lose the things, and then we have to re recapture them again uh, down the road. So, I don't. Uh, what do you guys think? As always, looking here from you, seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Thanks again for bailing me out, everybody. Uh, let's. Uh, I want to point this out too. I'm going to add this into the conversation tonight because uh, clearly there are lots of ways to take this, to take the the ancient robots, right? Uh, so if they were building them then, it kind of has me thinking in terms of AI and uh, you guessed it, mass surveillance. So check this out. This is one of those things. This is from yahoo.com. And uh, very much like we described not too long ago, we did the, the Elon Musk show where uh, Tesla is going to build a robot because... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Mr. Musk said that uh, if somebody's going to do robots, it's got to be me because uh, I'm going uh, to do it right where everybody else is not. And so there's some strangeness here regarding this. Check this out. This is from Yahoo News. And uh, yeah, you'll never believe this. Uh, Amazon unveils science fiction robot that can patrol homes. <laughs> patrol homes. All right. So clearly this is not an ancient robot, uh, but they, they have created a digital watchdog of sorts. Right. And so uh, this is this is what what would you call this? Uh, uh, it's not it's not just your ring doorbell uh this is this is a an actual uh well uh, automaton is it not it's got a, a big big eyeballs on a screen that look like it's uh well it's watching you isn't it? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so, so this uh, this gets a little creepy, even more creepy. It goes. Amazon revealed a camera-equipped home robot Tuesday that users can deploy to patrol their houses. A device that one of the project's developers said was making science fiction a reality. Uh, the tech giant cheered the Astro robot as a breakthrough for security and convenience, but digital watchdogs raised concerns for potential risks to people's most private moments at home. Oh, what's going on? You guys weren't having sex, were you? I was just patrolling the house, making sure that uh, everybody was safe. Uh, or oh, sorry, sorry to you know storm in you on your on your the toilet. Uh, you know, uh, we're going to just send that information to the cloud and uh, let the Amazon text laugh at you for you know crapping uh, yeah anyway astro is a roughly two foot tall and 20 pound device that can map out a house floor pan floor plan and obey commands to go to a specific place to take a closer look with its telescoping camera quote now when you are away you can use it to proactively patrol your home and investigate activity amazon executive dave limp said in a product launch clip the device which can work with amazon's digital home assistant alexa can be taught to recognize faces and learn the habits of household members <laughs> all right well there it is Maybe this is a Hephaestus returned. Maybe this is the technology. Like I said, uh, not too long ago, just four shows ago, I believe, we were talking about Elon Musk building these robots because, well, uh, he said so he had to do it because if he didn't, uh, everybody else was going to do it and not do it well. And, well, maybe here's an example of that. So this thing is going to be able to patrol your house. It's going to learn your habits. And it's going to, uh, you know... <laughs> It's going to, it's going to be your digital watchdog, and not only that, of course. Uh, with the, uh, as we know, there's been a lot of uh, uh, actual uh, scandals with the Ring doorbell, <laughs> which I'll drop the links in here as well. <laughs> Check this out, uh, with uh, you know, privacy. 
all right, with privacy, okay? And specifically uh, that the Ring doorbell is, is not just watching the front of your house. It's also watching you, by the way. Who, who comes and goes more often than anybody at your house? Yeah, that's right. It's you. It's you. <laughs> so, so what is that thing actually watching? Sure, fine. It's watching people walk by in the neighborhood as they're walking their dogs or something. But for the most part, it's keeping tabs on you, meaning uh, when you leave, when you come back, uh, what your schedule is, all the rest of this stuff. It knows where you're, do- where you're going and what you're doing. And that's just a ring doorbell. It's fixed. It's in one place. All right. Now imagine. You have this robot, the science fiction robot that can patrol homes. And yeah, that's right. It's going to learn your habits and it's going to, it's going to learn your habits so it can be convenient, right? Again, as always, it's about your safety. It's about your convenience, right? Everything is about those things. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, there's more from here. This is pretty good. Amazon said Astro could be useful to help remotely check on elderly relatives or deliver reminders for certain activities. There it is. See, it's all about safety. Remember the, the old show, you know, or the, 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 the bad commercial help I'm falling and I can't get up and they push the, the, the button to bring help. Right? Well, you don't need to cause the robot will alert itself when you fall down and we'll call the cops for you. Right? <laughs> I wonder what else it will call the cops on you for. <laughs> just, just asking for a friend. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Matthew, let's see, uh, a policy analyst at Digital Watchdog Group Electronic Frontier Foundation, Matthew Guardelia, raised concerns about the device potentially allowing hackers to see into a user's home or police seeking access to it via a search warrant. Ah, well, yes, there you go. If you ever wanted to know what a biosensor meant, it means a dog. It means a dog, like a, you know, a flesh and blood dog, D-O-G, and they say dog is God spelled backwards, isn't it? Dog, an actual dog that is not like linked up to the cloud and reporting on you to the powers that be. Uh, this is, uh, let's see, what did uh, Night Stalker saying here? The big brother bot, the big bro bot. There you go, the big bro bot. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Like I said, if you thought a, a ring doorbell was creepy, well, here you go. Congratulations. Uh, it's now been upgraded to this science fiction robot known as the, they, they've named it cheerfully, Astro. Oh, isn't that adorable? <laughs> isn't that adorable? It's a patrol bot. That's what it is. You're right. And not only that, it's for your convenience. It's for your safety. It has nothing to do with uh, learning your habits, so uh, they can you know, sell you toilet paper at the particular time you need it. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that, I'm sure. Out of condoms, are you? <laughs> well, the robot noticed and said put in an order for... <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, I thought it was a nice tie into this conversation about robots and how maybe uh, technology isn't exactly, uh, well, uh, what we think it is. And uh, including today, right, including including Amazon or whatever the hell's going on with this, uh, maybe maybe robots of the ancient days were not exactly as we, we would imagine them to be as well. And so, again, that's what I said. Sorry about the weirdness tonight. Uh, I, my brain is a little bit off because of all the technical stuff. 
stuff and trying to fix you know too many things at once and well the show suffers and so it suffered a little bit but that's okay what can you do sometimes things break and that's what that's why that's why you guys tune into a live show honestly otherwise you just listen to the podcast you want to see when shit hits the fan oh excuse me when crap hits the fan uh you want to be there to see it so uh <laughs> there we go there we go uh, pardon my french uh so okay so as we as we wind this down uh, th- that's the question i don't know we're still taking your f- phone calls we're going to keep talking about this because there's there's lots of ways into this we'll get into Hephaestus and some of the other stuff uh there's a list of maybe ancient robots that we can go through there's tons of information regarding this it's not just the one talos and the you know Hephaestus and his uh, assistants of golden uh, golden maidens as they're called uh there's more there's actually more uh versions of uh, ancient robots and again like as always, I don't know the answers here. I'm not trying to convince you of anything, but uh, it just makes me wonder if this stuff really is uh, maybe lost technology or uh, let's say that it's uh, maybe technology undiscovered as of yet and we still believe it to be magic. I think that's the thing. Yeah, there you go. Jay says it right. No swear jar. Mike was first. Uh, yeah, so that's what's, that's what's going on tonight. Thanks again for, uh, for, for dealing with the uh, technical issues that happens. Uh, as you guys know, listening to a live show, it just uh, sometimes stuff breaks and uh that's uh, that's the way it goes so as we finish this up you guys know the drill uh, if you're listening on the fringe fm thanks again to jill roop for helping us fix this uh, and get this right he's uh, broadcasting us manually so that uh, we can be on the fringe so thank you for that joe if you got if you are listening on the fringe fm stay tuned for joe himself joe roop lighting the void will be on at 9 p.m and that's pacific time and that's going to be midnight eastern and uh, if you're listening to us on any of the other platforms, that's going to be DLive, that's going to be YouTube, Rockfin, or Twitter. Stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. And uh, yeah, as we finish, boy, I tell you what, some, some, some go easier than others. <laughs> but uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Like I always say, uh, I'm honored by that. I know you could be doing a million other things with your time, but you're here with us tonight. And thank you for that. And as we finish, you know the drill. Be sure, be strong, be true. We'll be back tomorrow night at 7 p.m., God willing. And thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. So uh, we should be off the fringe. <laughs> thanks again. Sorry about that. Sorry about the whole debacle. Uh, thanks again to Joe Roop for uh, putting us on halfway through there. Uh, it is what it is. Sometimes software updates and it breaks everything. And what can you do? Uh, so we are going to be doing a third hour of Troubled Minds. And as you know, we can go all over the place. We can uh, we can talk about that Amazon robot. We can talk about the Bayestis. We can talk about ancient robots like we've been talking about. We can do whatever you want to do, basically. That's why we do the third hour. Uh, like I said, I know.
know that uh, engagement's been a little bit low because I've been kind of a wreck and all over the place. But it is what it is. We're going to keep on trucking. Uh, if, uh, if, 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 you know, I decided to quit the first time that we're bumpy waters, we'd have quit a long-ass time ago. So, uh, no biggie. We're going to keep on doing our thing and talking about weird shit. And if you want to be part of the show, love to have you. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, this is what the third hour is for, for uh, extra time to kind of uh, get off the radio with the radio clock and just uh, be able to drop an S-bomb or an F-bomb here or there and not worry about it and uh, get together and talk to each other. So two-minute break, more Troubled Minds coming up, 702-957-1037. Daryl, let me know in the chat if you want to hop in. We'll put you in and uh, you can be on the show. I see you in the, uh, the caller queue, but uh, I uh, don't know if you're ready. So let me know in the chat. We'll come back and talk to you and Derek in just a moment. Two-minute break, more Troubled Minds coming up. Welcome back to Troubled Minds, and uh, I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're talking about ancient robots tonight. And what does that mean, of course? There's a whole lot to it. Is it, uh, again, uh, magic, as uh, we've described many times on this show? Is, uh, is it possible to maybe uh, conjure things and bring about, um, well, how would you say, golems of a sort, right? Uh, is, is there something to that? I think that's maybe the, the question here as we begin and uh, continue into the third hour of Troubled Minds, which, of course, is basically like the the free-for-all hour this is where we can kind of let our hair down and kind of just take 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 this conversation wherever you guys want it to go as always you know but with uh no no interruptions we don't have any uh, radio clocks or any of that to, to to do so we just talk to you so let's see um let's see um blah, blah, blah. all right uh ready and willing okay so here we go uh we got a couple calls we're gonna go to we're still taking your phone calls talking about this stuff it's 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 and uh, we'll put you on the show you can also join the discord at troubledminds.org click the discord link and we got a couple folks here in the discord let's go to daryl in new york daryl welcome to the show how are you my friend hi michael how are you doing uh no Eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> it is what it is i'm fine though it's okay i uh just uh yeah yeah it's okay it's like i said it's not it's not my first rodeo so when when shit breaks halfway through or right at the beginning well uh we, we've had much worse than this so <laughs> it's really no biggie i just am more apologetic uh, to you guys because well it uh it kind of makes for a lesser quality type of thing but what what else it is yeah. what it is it is what it is but uh, no, you were fine. thank you. you were thank fine. you. We just needed a, a little bit of a warm up to get inspired. You inspire us. And thank you. It's, it's like a snowball, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's hopefully the idea. If I'm doing it right, that's hopefully the idea. Uh, so so what do you think about this robot stuff the ancient robots? Is, is there something to this again? Or do you think this is just fanciful stories? Oh, no, I think um, I have a few things um, I want to mention about this. Um, like, OK, well. Rohan mentioned the giants. I, I'm very fascinated by giants. I'm sure that they were giants. There's a lot of proof of it. And um, I was wondering, why do we, we always are ashamed of them. I, I, I don't know why we don't want to talk about giants where we keep on hiding them. Um, you know, it seems like everything gets a reset, though. Why does everything get reset every 5,000 years or something? And how bad does it, like, I figure technology just gets so good 
that we get so lazy and we get rid of religion and we get rid of like our jobs and we have free energy and we have robots doing our, you know, all our jobs and get, fetching our, our meals and, you know, doing all of our work. And we have lost our morality, you know, suddenly we don't have any guidance. I mean, religion is like very good for morality. Where do you get your inspiration from? Why do we destroy each other? Or it's, maybe it's not necessarily our own faults, but I think we have proof at least of our own destruction, maybe not, not, as, not as far as like even 5,000 years ago. So you figure most of the people that, you know, had the robots probably got destroyed. And the only people that are left are the people that it doesn't affect at all. You know, they're in the jungle, they're, they're, they're endemic to the region, and, you know, they're living their lives the same way they've always lived for thousands of years. So there's the survivors. Maybe they stumble across a civilization and go, oh, this is cool. And that's how, you know, the next batch is, is going to be, you know, created. Who knows, you know? Why do we always have this reset? But I think that might be our own fault. And um, I think we have proof of um, a lot of, well, the proof of the giants is these underground things like in Antarctica, which probably was either maybe 5,000 years ago or 20 million years ago. That's under the ice for God knows how long. It could have been Atlantis. And they have still have like that ambient lighting that still works. And it's, it's also climate controlled. That's from, you know, the whistleblowers that Linda Moulton Howe has been talking to. And I, you know, I've heard other people mention similar, similar, you know, underground, um, you know, bunkers similar to that. But most of them have mentioned something that, you know, if you were doing it to scale or some people that talk about going to Mars or, or something like that, that they work along aliens and some of them are giants. And they said you couldn't even sit at their table at dinner because they're so big. You know, they're so tall. You know, you. You'd have to climb up to even get to their countertop. Like they've mentioned, that their structures are so big that um, they're really war giants that that were that tall. And that's what, like, the ceilings are like, you know, fifty, a hundred feet tall, something like that. So that's all I have to say about the giants. But also, want to just mention the reason I think we had robots. Like, I think we were always astronomer, astronomers, and navigators. So we used the sky, the celestial sky, to navigate. And also timekeepers. So between the timekeepers, the astronomers, I think they developed things that were keeping the time. And there's always somebody that's really good technology, speaking-wise, that can create things. And Rohan mentioned that device that was found that was, like, incredibly complex. And we couldn't figure out how they made it. And it told, like, time and did a lot of things. It's like a calculator. Um and it, we couldn't even date it. I don't know what, when that was, you know, made, but it was certainly a long time ago and way beyond what we consider, you know, would have been modern. So I don't think, I think robots are probably a result of just our getting lazy and hot, uh, are way too dependent on technology. And we'll definitely see them again and again in our history and in our future. Yeah, as it continues to repeat, seems like, uh, like they say, nothing new under the sun, right? Here we are just repeating history over and over again. That would be Ant Antikythera mechanism is what Rohan was talking about there. And let's Whoa. see, uh, discovered in 1901, and they think that it was all the way back to uh, the you know 205 BC type of situation. That's how long that thing's been uh, estimated to be how old it is. So, so I don't know. I, maybe, maybe this is exactly what we're talking about. Uh, as history just kind of just plows along, uh, things it, it, it chews things up and spits them out, and then we have to try and you know put the pieces back together again as we go. 
Seems like that could be uh, quite a bit here. Um, I do like the idea that, uh, like, uh, like actually, um, who said that in the, the French chat? Uh, that was, uh, that was, who was that? Uh, they mentioned, uh, this was um, uh, TLC in Nevada said that uh, maybe it was, uh, you know, like you described the Giants, that uh, maybe they, David just found the, the off button on Goliath and smacked it with the uh, sling, right? And turned that, turned that <laughs> giant robot off. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, that explains a lot, though. That explains a lot about how the pyramids were made. You know, they were playing with tinker toys if they were, you know, built, if they were giants building those things. It would explain a lot of structures that are just way too large and way too high up on mountains. And, you know, enormous things like in, in Petra and, you know, Jordan, those gigantic, like, you know, entrances to the city with giants sitting at these big, you know, thrones. Um, also, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Like the terracotta soldiers in in China, you know, they had like a thousand of them, and they were perfectly like made. Like also, those were probably made to like fear off their enemies, you know. Um, and I don't even know when that was made, but I mean, it's so intricate and so complex that they had so many of them, and they're so perfect. And they just uncovered half of them. They still are. There's still more to uncover. So that kind of stuff, like the Trojan horse, etc., those are all kind of. Um, you know, methods to keep away our enemies. But I was also wondering, why don't we have more proof of technology? Did all of it disintegrate? Does technology really disintegrate or it's just buried? Or is it some kind of antimatter or, you know, energy weapon that they use to really annihilate everything standing and, and you know, and alive, you know, dead or alive? Yeah. Like the world trade. Yeah, interesting. So th think of it in terms of this. If you were talking about uh, like an advanced, who knows, like maybe a robot or even like a UFO type of thing. If you had buried the UFO, let's say, I don't know, under the Sphinx, if some have claimed uh, that you would maybe not include the fuel source, right? Like you would take the, the, the magical right. gas, whatever it was that made that thing go, you wouldn't leave right. it with it. It would be somewhere else because then right, right. great power comes great responsibility. And then whoever finds exactly. it is just zipping around the universe in a UFO or whoever found the terracotta army, let's say they were able to be actually uh, uh, animated. animated. That's the, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for that. Maybe there was a fuel source of some sort and whether that was magical, yeah. Or whether that was physical, uh, maybe they removed it, and so, like you described, that's a fascinating sight too. It goes back to the first emperor of China, that the terracotta warriors, and I think they've only d d just barely discovered, like you said, maybe like ten percent of that whole site. There's like a giant pyramid they're still excavating. Like there's an unbelievable right. amount of stuff that's going on there. And by the way, there's a Chinese military base right next to it. Maybe you knew, did or wow. didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So you, you can't get anywhere near that if you're not fully authorized because they've got 24-hour surveillance yeah. on that entire area, That which would make yeah. you think, right? What's going on over right. there? <laughs> What's going on over there? I, I robot, I, China, I, I soldier. Yeah. You know, that movie, I Robot, remember that? Did you see that with Will, Will Smith? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're like the, the, the mother robot downloaded that firmware update and they all they all came alive and had a had an agenda yeah. <laughs> yep oh boy yep we'd be in oh, big trouble exactly. hell, yeah. Knows, hell yeah we'd be in big trouble yeah so so uh any, any other thoughts on this uh as always fantastic stuff daryl you, you are on the ball with this um what was i thinking of the peak of oh yeah at the peak of our civilization i guess um why is there always this amnesia like why don't we have any memory or any proof that's all i'm thinking of 
But I think there's always going to be somebody that can make, that has a great knowledge of physics or has a great knowledge of technology for some reason. You know, pe people that can tinker with anything and put things together and take them apart, you know. Um, you know, do back engineering or whatever if they if they locate it, you know, that is. But, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, like <laughs> that guy in um, the guy, like the, like the Coral Castle guy that like created that whole castle out of coral that was so heavy, but when somebody turned their back, he could move it, you know? He never let anyone see his secret, and he died with his secret, you know? But he had an incredible knowledge of physics. God only knows how he moved all that coral all alone, you know, in um, Florida. You could still visit there. I visited it, um, I don't know, 20 years ago. Um, it's beautiful, and he was making it for the lover that he never had, you know? He was making it for his princess, and he never met her. He just was living in the wrong time, perhaps, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Matt, Bella. Talk, talk but anyway. About, talk about star-crossed lovers. Yes, definitely, definitely. Daryl, you were the best. Fantastic stuff, as always. Thank you so much for calling. Thanks for helping bail me out from the, uh, the train wreck show that is. <laughs> oh, it's not at all. Not at all. It's always fascinating. It always gets better every minute. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Daryl in New York, friend of the show. Have a great night. Appreciate you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. There you go. If you guys want to be part of the show, talk. Still talking about this stuff. That's what the third hour is for to kind of a uh, kind of just go through our thoughts on this type of stuff. We're still talking about robots. We're talking about ancient robots. We're talking about this uh, Amazon robot as it patrols your house and maybe watches you have sex and take a dump. Uh, we're talking about those things, right? It's going to learn your habits so it knows exactly when you're doing your most intimate things. <laughs> it's going to just going to track you in your own home. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's amazing, right? If you want to be part of the show, seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven troubledminds.org click the discord link let's go to derek in massachusetts the night stalker what's up my man welcome to the show how are you oh, no, brother. can you hear me loud and clear we did it this time we did it high five <laughs> perfect great show tonight brother thank you thank you uh i had a couple of thoughts mainly just to piggyback off the uh, other calls and stuff but uh the, the idea of uh there being like some kind of giant mech robots is now just like my favorite thing. The idea that the Titans were just like giant robots, actually, you know, and uh, it reminds me of like um, a like any kind of like Gundam robot stuff. Like we're we just made that uh, or not us, but Japan just made that giant walking Gundam last year or whatever. So imagine like if there is like some kind of cyclical uh, thing with with time. Nothing new under the sun. Is this the first time we created these giant mech robots, or or have they been doing that? all the time and this is just uh like in the bible over like noah's flood and stuff the, the days of noah when they wipe us away with all the hybrids and giants and stuff are the giants actually like human giants or are they giant robots that they're walking away and stuff yeah and that's that's the weirdness and that's right? is that there's a lot of stories i mean it's not just one again it's almost every culture right uh, so again clash of the titans that whole bit uh, they're, they're giants yeah. in nearly everything was Gilgamesh was a giant, right? I mean, there's, there's yeah. like a, there's like a ton of, in every mythology, like where there's some sort of something and, and, you know, they're called maybe demigods, they're called Titans, they're called all these different things that, uh, that maybe it is technology. Maybe it is golems, as we said, some sort of magical thing or, or lost technology. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, in Marvel, they have, uh, the celestials, which are these like giant, giant giant like sometimes like bigger than planets or whatever but sometimes they like are depicted as just like size like skyscrapers or whatever but they're basically jack kirby's version of the lovecraftian old ones these like primordial old gods but in this case they're depicted as like giant robots basically 
but what if like what if like mech stuff like mechanized like what if what if like fleshy beings is like rare in the universe what if we're more of an anomaly and like machinery based like sentient machines is like the norm across the across the universe you know so what if we end up finding out that like half these aliens or more than half were the ones that started us like what if we were created by robots what if the cycle is like creations creating new things that create new things that create new things and it's just this constant cycle you know like really makes you wonder and like again like what what is a robot like does a robot have to be made out of metal or like are are, are we super advanced robots like because we're essentially golems if you follow the biblical story we're like ash and that was had like the, the life breathe into it and all that kind of stuff so what separates that from like the metals of the earth being combined in some kind of like spark of life being popped off in it and it waking up, you know, and then what happens, what happens if it like, does it know it's, I don't know. That makes you wonder like, what is, what is a robot? You know? Exactly. That's, that's, that was the weird thing. So when you, when you look at again, like this robot, the Amazon robot, which is super creepy, uh, but this is a completely different definition than like the uh, Talos that was uh, built by Hephaestus, right? And then you have the entire dynamic yeah. of everything in between. And I like the thought that maybe it started with robots in some capacity way back and they're working hard to create uh, maybe this organic thing that we are. Maybe it's trying to reverse exactly, itself. Yeah. yeah, I like that. And so like, that, that would explain I, too why the aliens come around to kind of check on us because maybe they're like, let's see how our farm is going, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's uh, machine maintenance, you know? Right, like, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, cause, like, I've been thinking about because the uh, like the cyborg or like show we had like last week or whatever it was or recently about like the different combinations of like humans melding with machines and machine like sentient machines melding back with humans like they're going to start growing organic tissue limbs and organic tissue parts that work on whatever whatever artificial network they're on or with whatever kind of like robot mind they have it's going to be po- like they're going to be powering biological vessels so what happens when their entire machine is made out of like biological whatever like silicon or or just i don't know they figure out how to make flesh suits and then like that once they're completely indistinguishable from humans like blood and organs and everything what is the difference like you know like they think they have a soul they have all the same stuff as us what is the difference after that that makes you think like are we who what created us are we like that do we is is our evolution something like that where we started out as more like westworld robots and then we like kept kept like advancing ourselves until we're like rearranging atoms and making like fleece super advanced flesh suits you know like it's, it's really it's just trippy it's really and then like what if they didn't need to figure like to, to know what if it doesn't require any advanced technology at all and just like advanced magic or whatever or just a real real um ear to like the other side because like i believe that our elites half the reason why they're trying to build all these robots and create all these like 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 ai stuff or whatever there's just they're trying to create vessels to house something on the other side that doesn't have a physical body that really really wants one and it's been this like interplay of like exchanging they get knowledge or they get some kind of power from these entities on the other side in exchange for opening portals to let them through or and or to create bodies for them to house it, like to 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 walk around in you know so if they're doing that now at what point weren't they doing that 
and they're probably doing it forever. So what if all it took was them to just create these, these giant stone structures or some, and then do some kind of ritual, some kind of magic, put some kind of like liquid mercury or like Prince said in the chat, like gold or something. And then they wake up, you know, or then, or like some, something incarnates into it and you have these walking around giant artificial sentient machine things with that have like that have entities inside of it, you know, like what if that's all it took or Talos or any of these golden army type things like the Tiakata warriors. What if the, what if they woke up when like an incantation was done and then an army of like demons or ultra terrestrials or whatever they are came in and, you know, came turned home. from stone to flesh or stone, <laughs> stone to machine or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Makes like, you wonder. I, like I was describing, right? So if, if you buried a UFO, you'd probably bury the fuel source somewhere else. Which would be yeah. which would be the book with the incantation <laughs> exactly about, yeah exactly <laughs> right to bring about the terrorist exactly. warriors yeah yeah crazy stuff man a uh, uh, thought on what you were saying too is that so then if if uh, back back to just before you got to this point if yeah. if it's actually reverse and instead of like organic evolves and then builds the robots, the robots maybe are reversing and trying to put us in a Petri dish on earth and bring us back right into this whole cyclical thing. So what does that mean? Does that mean the thing that's in our head is not really us at all? It's an algorithmic, (laughs) right? Yeah, I I, I know. know. (laughs) It's tough to like, I know, I know. (laughs) It's really tough to like, think about it. So really like, wrapped your head in a, in a real pretzel because like, especially when bailey was talking about uh ai not being able to wake up and kept saying how like it doesn't it lacks that like extra that's something extra you know and all it's all it's really doing is just super advanced quantum size probability calculations and just crunching different numbers but like what are we really doing like how much if you're if they're like to a quantum level crunching every possible iteration of ev- of everything like like exponentially um do you hear that one second <laughs> no <laughs> yeah the, the algorithm just uh <laughs> the algorithm just went <laughs> sorry, sorry sorry no, you're okay yeah you're so <laughs> um sorry sorry uh there's a little background noise but um yeah so like i just I just don't, it seems to me like if you're, if you're doing those probability crunching to a, to a ridiculous level in every possible scenario, within every scenario, within every scenario, like there, there just seems to be like, that's going to be some point where you just wake up and it's just, or or it's just like, I don't know, indistinguishable from what our brain does, you know, like even intuition to me can be explained by that super advanced probability calculations is that really all what we're doing when we, t- when we talk about intuition is just we're in some part of our brain just running probabilities of how, how these events could could, could could run out could, pl- could play out you know and it's like especially and especially like i don't think the brain is producing consciousness we are really just beaming in from somewhere else we're just kind of riding around in these meat suits that sounds that sounds bad that's not really how i mean it but just it's a, the brain is a receiver so is a fleshy malleable uh fragile brain the most ideal receiver of consciousness or is something more secure or something that can like process more information once once the consciousness is received is that more efficient like i.e a robot body a robot brain you know is and that brings the question again like is the is most of the cosmos most life that gets to a certain part does it become is it is it mainly all robots around there 
that with with souls we, we talked about it before but duncan trussell references a story where he asks like a buddhist lama um or a story of a story where he talks about a buddhist lama getting asked will a machine ever like get consciousness get a soul and the, the, the lama said when the vessel is sophisticated enough to house a soul then a soul will incarnate into it you know wow. so at some <laughs> you know I mean? so at some point like is that all we are just a sophisticated vessel for consciousness and if so like can that be a robot you know is that where we're going is that where we're, we're, were we that before and then we like started to work like make us more more fragile on purpose i don't know because we were living too long i don't know it really like can go infinite directions and i really don't know what to, what to think about it but yeah it's a real trippy thought like real B- cool topic big yeah. time yeah well you're, you're uh, taking it to the next level here so so i thought <laughs> on that too so so if it's beaming into us you know our brain is just an antenna and we have different people that experience different things like some people can see ghosts and things like this some people can see the future yeah. all fortune telling all this other stuff right there's different levels of maybe the receivers in the brain and so maybe maybe all that paranormal stuff is not really uh like it's all there to be perceived it's just that some of our actual like antennas inside of our brain or the algorithm isn't quite tuned into those things and that's why some people see it and some people don't lots of layers to this holy shit (laughs) holy shit that's that's the uh that's the filter thing we were talking about on uh the other day or like last week or whenever it was with like the um the pink floyd pyramid like the white light going into the prism and stuff like that's that's that receiver that filter is like our individual prism that's receiving consciousness and our each individual has like a different algorithm or a different filter or different just slight even even two twins have just like slightly different personality because their filter is just slightly different so so that source that comes in whatever it is it's like being shot through or something else so and so some of us can see see the future some of us can see ghosts some of us can have really strong intuition some can't do any of that but are really smart in math and have other skills you know and it's just we're all, some of us are like you know not human and like trees and and dogs and all kinds of stuff just different filters you know so perhaps if you've really this is like i'm gonna go because somebody, somebody behind me but if you really follow the tra- trajectory of consciousness from from like um a plant that can't really move around just comes into form and dies to an animal consciousness coming into form, but it's consciousness on the move where it can walk all around and perceive, perceive things. If the goal of consciousness is to perceive everything, you know, and then to us where we're consciousness on the move, but aware of itself. So, so it's like consciousness thinking about consciousness to consciousness, thinking about consciousness on the move, but without the risk of like, tripping and falling and dying because we've been these fragile bodies you know like what if a machine is the next step to house consciousness you know and if it's a cycle what if it happened before and then we just and then some solar flare happens some emp we all fried and consciousness had to wait for something else to to build up to to house inside you know makes you wonder but i'll let you go mike but really really cool stuff makes you wonder yeah you too uh, great great stuff as always Derek in massachusetts <laughs> night stalker talk to you soon my friend have a great night later bro Thanks, bro. All right, there you go. Uh, that's uh, the, again uh, blows your mind, right? Like I said, and, and this is again, right? The secret weapon of this show is you guys. So, uh, thank you again for calling in and making sure that uh, this conversation goes all over the place. And that's really what it's about. It's not really, uh, like I said, this is not this is not you know uh, some religious class or some cult or you know. I, 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 once again, I don't have any answers, and I'm not trying to get anybody to believe anything. 
Uh, but uh, considering all the possibilities and kind of uh, expanding our minds to open into whatever all this is, like, this is the type of stuff you get, right? You get these brilliant people call in, uh, like Daryl, like uh, like Night Stalker there, Derek, like uh, like everybody, like all you guys that called in tonight, uh, Vicky and uh, James. Th- this is what this is about. This is why we get together because. Uh, to me, right? Like I said, I can only, I'm only one person. I can only kind of take this into so many directions, but then we get everybody in the same, in the same place at the same time. And holy shit, right? Like things start to blow your mind. Things are like, whoa, what just happened? Right? Like we were talking about uh, Greek mythology and then suddenly it's like, whoa, shit. Now we're talking about consciousness and the nature of the universe. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Now, whenever you're ready, Kelly, uh, we're still taking your phone calls, guys. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can join at the Discord at troubledminds.org and be on the show just like Night Stalker was and just like Kelly. Kelly in Colorado, my friend. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Going on, Mike. How you doing? Ah, doing great, man. You sound fantastic. Discord makes you have that nice, snarly, perfect, buttery baritone. What's on your mind tonight, my man? (laughs) What's going on, man? Nothing. I just just want to say, man, Derek, you should probably uh, make a little movie, man. <laughs> I would, I would especially on some film, right? He's a he. Yeah. He is off the charts, man. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's again. Like I said, you, you take a simple concept and he takes it twenty two thousand different ways, and you're like, oh shit! I'm just trying to keep up here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he was explaining too. Is almost like what I would say the matrix. You know, we're just all the we're hooked up. Right, you exactly. Well, some people are hooked up. I think we disconnected quite some time ago. I hope so. And so then actually, uh, so if it's the Matrix and we're talking about realities and the consciousness and the nature of reality, is this the base reality? <laughs> is this the base reality? Or are we like some, uh, like like Inception 10 levels down from the base reality, right? Like, uh, again, as, as things start to get really freaking weird when you think of it in terms of that. Um, so what do you think? What are your thoughts on this, my man, uh, regarding the giants and uh, robots of old? Hephaestus uh, building this old, uh, you know, uh, Talos, the robot, and his um, golden robotic assistance, assistance and all this. Do you think this is real, or do you think this is just stories? I don't know, man. It's pretty interesting to think about, too, because, you know, a, a lot of that stuff, too, is in history like that, uh, you know, the Greek with Thalos, right? And I would just also been waiting to bring up, if I was waiting to see if anybody brought up you know, the anti-theorem uh, mechanism, because that was found on a Greek a ship, you know what I mean? And that's all mechanical. And it's supposed to have been like a big, they say it was like a giant calendar, or, you know, you could track it, use it on a ship or, or something. It's like a, an ancient computer, you know? Yep. So if they were, they were making stuff like that, you know, we have other examples too. That you know, other, other, other places. You know, in other around the world, they have stories. You know, of these, uh, these uh, artificial or fake uh, or robot type beings. You know, I also have a bunch of photos too. But like, there's cave drawings that looks like that. You know, even in like uh, one example would be over in uh, Australia. They're like some of their what they call their, I guess the, the gods, but there are parts of them. It's uh, the drawing to me. 
some people would say it looked like a, an alien, right, with the big eyes. But it, it's shaped kind of different, you know what I mean? To me, anyway, it looks like a robot. It's just like a, a hood. It's just from the waist all the way up to the, you know, to the top of the head. You know, there was this one thing found in Germany. It, it's a, like a, it, and it's made out of metal, too. It looks like a little guy. But it, that's, you know, you could, some people could say that uh, it was wearing a suit. But if, to me, the whole body looks like it's, in, you know, kind of roboted you know, style. He's kind of crunched down and his hands are on his knees. And it, it, even it's all made of metal, too. Even that, So, like, the whole head connects to, you know, the, you know, that's why some people would call it a suit, but to me, it looks like the whole body, you know? Pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, and, and so not only that, there, there's a ton of these things that, throughout history. It's and like, like I said, not only the mythology of uh, you know ancient robots that it, it goes like da vinci and all the rest of this there's guys i got a list here da vinci's knight is the first one on the list and it's been like they've been tinkering with this stuff forever right i mean wouldn't wouldn't that be the the dream like here we are with that uh, that weird amazon robot that's you know going to watch you take a crap and order you toilet paper uh like all you have to do is add you know, maybe this thing can stand up and have arms and it's doing your dishes for you. It's bringing you a beer, right? It's, you know, going to get the mail. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are close to that shit. So that's the question here is, well, if, or is it, is it just uh, nothing new under the sun and we were just repeating history? Weirdness, man. Total weirdness. Yeah, it's just saying like, you know, it's nothing new under the sun. You know, like the, uh, the old story of Pandora, you know, some people say, like the newer versions is her as a girl that opened up a, a box, an evil box. But the old stories, the original stories is that, you know, she, she, it was, uh, she was an artificial evil woman. You know, she was sent by Hethios, you know, on the order of Zeus to punish humans for discovering fire. You know, that's one example. And there's some Hindu ones, you know, uh, they call it, and they, these were like robot guarded, you know, that guard, uh, like a Buddhist, remains and you know his some of his the treasures but yeah they call them i don't i don't want to say the name because i don't want to chop it all up but the meaning is a a spirit movement machines and they're literally robots you know what i mean you could check that out and then in ancient chinese chronicles you know they tell about these emperors they were fooled by a realistic android type uh female you know, they, they said they were uh, uh, artificial servants, you know, and it was uh, from the second century, you know, the inventor was, her name was Huyang Yuyang. Uh, so she would, they were like sent out, you know, like if you wanted to kill, a, you know, uh, an emperor or something, you know, they would be an artificial, look like artificial servants, you know, servants walking around the house or whatever, and boom, they'd kill them. Interesting, interesting. Uh, layers and layers, man. And again, I think I think that probably the further you go back into history, the more you're going to find stuff like this. These, uh, you know, we're we're robot servants, uh, existent way back. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Uh, this this type of stuff. So so I actually we brought it up earlier. I'm not sure if you caught it if you were here listening early enough tonight. But I also brought up the fact that okay, so if we're talking about like Greek gods creating robots, automatons back then. Uh, then, you know, let's say that's approximately 5,000 years ago, something like that, right? Somewhere in that range. 
But uh, if we had that, uh, doesn't uh, Sitchin and the, the, you know, the, the Emerald Tablets and all this stuff and the Anunnaki story go back way further than that? And wouldn't they have brought robots here anyway, right, in some capacity? Yeah, uh, I was, that was another one I was going to bring up. That was some of the ancient ones, the oldest one stories. Like you're saying, it was the, the Sumerian. For me, this though, I don't. It doesn't really talk about it as robots, but they are only used at certain times, and, and they call them what they call them. They call them the heroes, and well, that's the interesting part too. I wanted to bring up was the ones from Australia, right? I can't even remember the name right now. Um, the, they call them um, well, Wingenas or Wingenas, and. They are also called heroes, but they also kind of look, like I said, like a, more of a robot shape to me than like an alien. I got like, you know, they look like white with big, big, uh, big black eyes. Yeah, it's just a coincidence. It's kind of interesting to uh, see that. But yeah, the Sumerians, besides that, you know, they had, they had this, uh, they call it the metal city and it was called the Bad Tira. And it was... Enki and Enlil, they were fighting when where to build it. And then Enki wanted it originally built where, you know, the first Eden was at, which is, you know, where the two the two uh, rivers connect, the Euphrates and Tigris, which pours into the Gulf. So that means, for me, Eden is actually under where the Gulf is at, you know? Yeah, uh, which uh, which would be, of course, uh, right smack dab in the Middle East, right? Fertile Crescent and the rest of this stuff. Yeah, man, yeah. But that's where you can pull in, you know, the ships and stuff. That's where they have all their oil drilling and stuff. They brought, you know, you can bring ships. That's where most of our deployments were at, was inside the Gulf, which is, is like a big giant bathtub is what it is. But uh, interesting to think about when I was in there, you know, this is at the time when I was really getting into this book, you know, that book itself by Zachariah Stinchin. And and I'm sitting right above it, man, sitting and floating in a you know, military, you know, big-ass Navy ship, right? And I'm reading about these ancient texts, and here I am floating above where Eden is at. That was a trip. Yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. Uh, out there, that's uh, that's that's some serious history in that area of the world, man. Uh, like uh, like like uh, even even to the point, it's I mean, it's just so dangerous to even be out there. You can't, you know, as an American, you can't just go say what's up, check this stuff out anymore. That's yeah, that's kind of a thing, right? I wish, man. I don't know about Iraq right now, but uh, that would be one place to actually really go check out. You know, that's some really ancient stuff. Yeah, totally, that's totally. Cradle of that's one you know, that's one thing that they call the the cradle of civilization, you know. Yeah, yeah. So a couple things here. Algo says uh, he went through all of Sitchin's work like a decade ago. He thinks he was just a charlatan. Just his opinion, don't hate. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not willing to say charlatan. I'll say that uh, I think he was kind of looking at um like like uh, the history and trying to step outside of you know the known reality i think that uh you know like, i think that's part of it is it's kind of like what we do uh, you you know you get a hater that will jump in here and say you know th- these mfers are stupid they're talking about fucking stargates and you know like robots from ancient times you know like like i, th- I think it just depends on 
you know, the framing of the situation, you know, like you're going to get people that hate us, that hate the way we think, that hate the things we talk about, but you're going to get people that are kind of tuned in with it too. So I, I think that's, that's my take on Sitchin. I don't think he's totally wrong. I don't think he's totally right, but that's all of us, isn't it? I mean, that, that would really classify all of us. None of us know it all. We're just trying to do our best with an open mind, and I think he was probably in that same vein. Um, so, so there you go. That's my thought on, on Sitchin, just real quick. And Gray Alien on DLive says, uh, it's for entertainment. Don't turn it into another dogma. And we're not, we're not this is not dogma. <laughs> go back and listen forever. We're not trying to make you believe anything. But anyway, just, uh, just a couple uh, good, good comments from the chat I wanted you to hear there, Kelly. If you wanted to address them or not, keep on trucking with your thoughts, my man. Oh, no, for me, I, I would have to disagree. And, and there's a lot of other people that, you know, that, uh, that has, you know, their representation of what these, what these, what those tablets said, right? His was one of the best. Actually, he even, you know, some of his, he, he's, well, the reason why they go against him is because they're, you know, he's just going against the narrative, right, of the whole Christianity and everything else, but he was a he was a he was a uh, religious person as well. He wasn't telling you that you know believe me this. He was just what he was doing was he was you know giving his his interpretations of it. And most uh, you know theorists right now, or most people that read you know do it now, they look at that and it and it can go that way. But you know, like I said, you know, you're going against ancient religions that you know trying to been for me religions is nothing but you know what I'm saying they. I have I have a disagreement on it. Just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, but, it's okay. You know, That's okay. Again, you know, we're we're big boys. We can disagree with each other and still still course, keep on trucking. Of course, yeah, no, you know, people can agree to disagree. But for me, though, I mean, there's nothing even better than what he has because he's got. I mean, if you look at it, you know, because there's another guy I follow too, and he did the exact same ones as you know as Ascension, and he agrees as totally as well. But again, you know, yeah, it depends. You know, you're gonna have. You, it's just fighting of an an old. You know, it's an old war to fight something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It, well, it's it's kind of like going after the Bible a little bit too, because you know, it's like there's so many interpretations of the Bible, and and you know, like the translation after translation after translation. You know, there's ten thousand versions, and everybody has a different. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think I think going after that and fighting that battle is kind of fruitless. You know, like take it. Uh, absorb as much as you can and try and make sense out of it yourself, you know, for your, for you, for me, for everybody, individually, you know, I, I just don't think there's like a, everything doesn't need to be a dogma or a cult. It's just, it's just not the way it is. Um, so, so, so back to that, back to the other stuff, the, the robots and whatnot, you were talking about the, you know, the Anunnaki and that, uh, what do you think about the robots? You, you were kind of on that before I interrupted you there. Oh no, there were, like I was saying, there was an example of, I would, cl- I would claim when I when I read it, you know, through his, you know, and, and it's called the uh, the Lost Book of Inky, and that one they they only talk about people. To, I would say they're people. For me, that they're, they're like more like a mechanized group of uh, of them. You know what I mean? The because they always talk about the strength of the heroes. That's what they call them. You know. So they had there, you know, there was only like I say a thousand of them or something. And, and, you know, they would, they would only use them at a certain time, you know, when certain, you know, like when, when needed or guarded or something. So it's pretty crazy that, yeah, you know, even ancient stuff talks about all these robots and it's just, you know, it's all the way around the world too. So who knows some of these things that could be, you know, that they were looking at back in history 
or even cave drawings. Like, hey, you know, some of the pictures I wanted to post on Discord, I'll probably do a little bit later. But, yeah, the ones found in, like, let's, for example, in, on, uh, you know, in uh, southern Utah. And it looks literally like a giant robot, you know. It's, it's got big old shoulders, you know, it's really tall. It's got big old shoulders and a, and a square head, you know, and, and its face just looks like a robot face, you know. It's pretty trippy. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, if you go to cave paintings, I'm sure there's a ton of that stuff out there that could be interpreted differently as well. Yeah, n- nutty, man. All, all over the place tonight. Uh, fantastic. Uh, any other thoughts on this? We got, we got time, just uh, not trying to overextend people. Sometimes I, I listen back to myself and some of the calls, and I realize that I'm like just milking you guys for every thought you have, and it seems awkward. <laughs> I don't like to do that. But uh, <laughs> so, so uh, you you you, uh, you you go as long as you want, my friend. You tell me when you're done. I don't, don't want to be like. Uh, it's, uh, for it, me, yeah. If, if if the stories are true, for you know some of the uh, stories, you know. And let's go. Let's talk about not even Zacharias. It's, it's the uh, the seven tablets of creation that was found in northern Iraq as well. You know, in the city of Nineveh. You know, and that's actually Nineveh is all in the other Christian, you know, Christian Bible. You know, the all that stuff. But it, the the original. That's what I'm saying. Even in that, that's the whole creation of the Bible. The whole thing on it. You know, it's it just. From the beginning, because what you have is you have creation of man, you have, it talks about even the flood, you know, all that stuff. So, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. But uh, other, these, uh, these robots, I don't know, man, I, it can be. I would say yes, because, you know, if we're, like I said, if this, these stories are true, you know, of course you would have some type of artificial, you know, something rolling around with you. You know, because if you want to go, say like, you know, if you, if you have a, let's say, okay, you pull up on a UFO, you scan the planet saying, you know what, we can't breathe that shit. And, you know, it'd probably go down, to send this artificial down, this robot down there and check it out before we go down in suits, you know, to see, to go roam around for us, you know, see for ourselves. That's what I would do. That's kind of smart to do. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of that that, uh, I mean, we're still dreaming of it now, right? I mean, like, again, go back in history. Like, it makes sense that you'd want to have these things as companions, you know? Uh, and what about, what about this What about this Amazon robot? You going to put that in your house, Kelly, for a watchdog? <laughs> Hell no, man. I don't even have, uh, you know, I don't even have any of that shit that they talk to all the time and Google, well... I don't, uh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I knew the answer to that. Uh, that's, uh, the answer is hell no. If you get one for Christmas, return it or throw it in the lake. Like we always said back in the Frank days. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's creepy though, right? This thing can patrol around your house and, uh, take, take, uh, your, your, your schedule into account. And, uh, <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> Oh shit! This this is this is a technocrat's dream right here, and they're gonna sell it to people. People are gonna buy this thing, thinking it's like uh, the cat's meow, right? <laughs> it can't do the dishes. It can't bring me a beer. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> but you know what I do? I tell you what I would have instead of like, I would have one of those. Uh, because I, I wanna when I gonna get some uh, some land, you know, 
buy some big land, put the property, your house, in the middle of it, right? And you want somebody to have, like, instead of a wash, like a guard walking around, you know those robot dogs that they have? Un just unleash those at night. Yeah, they, yeah th there you go. They, Out Like they, outside they, the house? On the, you know, uh, any kind of movement. Because you could have set up cameras, you know, that's detecting any kind of movement. Especially, especially you have, you know, red infrared, you could tell if it's a rat, you know, any kind of animal like a rabbit or a bird. You know, it's going to have a heat, a heat sensor. If it don't, then it's artificial. Boom, your dogs are on it. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I'm with you, man. I mean, there's, there's some good uses for this type of stuff. I, I'm just not having this thing run around in my house and watch me on the toilet. No, thanks. We ain't doing that. <laughs> we're definitely not doing that. <laughs> I'm like, hey, guys, we're broadcasting Troubled Minds from the toilet. <laughs> Brought to you by this Amazon robot who won't stop following me and putting his camera eyeballs on me. <laughs> Jeez, man. Yeah. 666 stuff. Yeah. Great shit, my man. Great shit. Anything else? No, man. That's it, brother. You're the best. Kelly, I've uh, been calling in for years, man. I appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great night. God bless you and the family, okay? All right, brother. Talk to you later. Thanks, bro. You too. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, kind of doing it, uh, you know, thinking of in the Anunnaki, thinking of in terms of modern robots. Again, you know, I think probably, like, the essence of the conversation tonight is what, what even is a robot? Kind of like what uh, Derek was saying there is that, you know, you, you go back to Hephaestus and his, his robots and the rest of this stuff that he supposedly created, Talos and, uh, you know, the golden minions that were running his, uh, his blacksmithy. Uh, is there actually, you know, like more of a spiritual aspect to to maybe putting you know a an inanimate object and moving something into it a maybe not a soul but let's say a soul type thing right i don't know i think that's the, that that's really uh, this conversation tonight kind of makes my mind go a little bit haywire there because what is it? Very much like uh, Night Stalker was describing, maybe maybe it's the opposite. Like we believe that the organics are supposed to create the the robots, but in reality, maybe the robots were here millions of years ago and we're the Petri dish that they come back to check on from time to time to see if we're, uh, we're kind of going as they've planned, uh, you know, like maybe that's the sort of situation. So I don't know, like this is a little bit strange with um, the thoughts of, uh, you know, this huge, the Bakhtuns as it were, right? These huge circular time type things that uh, does history repeat itself? And uh, do we have lost technology that may or may not have been uh, well, uh, something you could describe as um, magic or technology. Uh, yeah, I think that's the question here tonight. And so uh, let's go to let's go to our friend Jennifer in Missouri. Uh, late but on time. Welcome to the show, Jen. How are you tonight? Uh, hey, yeah, I'm late. I had a long, long day, but I just popped on and I was like, ah, oh, they're on. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're, we're doing our thing. So we're I, doing our thing. I'll have to, I don't know if I'll ever, you know, but. Just off the top, you know, ancient, um, ancient robots. So you guys have probably covered this, but so, you know, and then in India, they did have those automatons and the animatronics. I'm sure you guys are talking about that already, but it is really strange that, um, in India, I heard that they were using them in war and like, you know, they would have, uh, these enormous built animatronics creatures mechanical basically not creatures but like these statues and that they were using them to just plow over their enemies in india in the great wars in india 
And that, you know, the fight, the cultures they were fighting, like just had no protection against this kind of like giants, basically like huge statues. But then, um, going on another thing I was thinking about, I heard about, I can't remember what the book was. It was about UFOs, but, uh, one of the Navy generals or something like that, that had been on the scene for this claimed that in the UFO, they had, a uh, on the dash, basically, I'll call it a dash. They had these little imprint areas where they, like, with the aliens, I guess, would put their hands and they would, like, guide the ship with, because they have powerful telepathic abilities or something. And they, I guess that their mouths were atrophied. They said that the aliens' mouths were atrophied from lack of use. And they just had these enlarged heads because of their uh, amazing brain power or something. So those are, like, some of the, it's really strange that that technically is robotic, but they're using telepathic ability to move it. So I think that's really strange. And I guess that the uh, the humans that did put their hands on those spots on the UFO, like on the dash or whatever, or these, where they think the hand intentions were for guiding the ship, they'd get these searing, horrible migraines for like days or something. So I don't know, somehow the machine was connected to the person, you know, in the way that they were operating the craft. And then if you think about, um, you know, like when you're working with Ouija boards and stuff like that, Somehow that device moves on its own, but the two people are putting their hands on it. Or sometimes one person, but they say if it's one person, it's too draining or something. So isn't that kind of strange, too, that the object moves of its own accord? So, yeah, you could be going into all kinds of stuff as far as, like, how can they, uh, could you have robotics? And, oh, yeah, yeah. And I did catch, I think it was Night Stalker, and he was talking about, you know, at what what's the Dalai Lama talking about? At what point does the consciousness of a being uh, become inhabited by a soul, which is just a terrifying concept. We know that, you know, objects that, that different spirits and things do uh, take up habitation in certain types of objects, sometimes by their own, you know, desire to be in the object. Other times they're like trapped in it or they're placed in it. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So if, if you think about like a ghost in the machine, the, the possessed robot thing, but I'm not sure if that's really where y'all were going with it. I mean, if you were talking about ancient robots, um, let me think. I don't know. That's it's it's a wild idea that they were already thinking about doing these really advanced mechanisms. To yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, There's it's, no telling what they were using necessarily. Exactly. But it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a cool right topic. There. I just have to like. Yeah, you got to dig, right? Something. You got to dig. <laughs> like, it's right there in Greek mythology too. It's like right in your face. Like he literally created robots. To, to run his uh, his smith, Hephaestus, right? And so that's the weird part about this is that, like like uh, Derek was saying too, the Night Stalker, he was describing it as uh, maybe we are that vessel, and it, until we're ready, just like you said, it, we don't get that spark of soul until, which again, right, be, go, goes even larger, are we really that Petri dish? And is, is uh, evolution actually reversed? And we, we're not uh, evolving as meat suits to make robots. The robots have already put the Petri dish on Earth, and they're creating us. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Because, see, what do we do with that? Because, like, if you think about, um, you know, how they've used plants in, like, murder cases. But they don't have a brain, but they have some kind. So, see, I'm completely, it's like, you know, you'd have to really just kind of settle your mind on this and, like, dig in as far as thinking about, when, when will it so occupy? Because you have that stuff about the dryads, you know, occupying trees, that the trees have these very advanced souls, and then that we have, uh, 
you know, that fire has some kind of consciousness. There's all kinds of really strange stuff. So when you're thinking about like a, with robots, I mean, a completely mechanical object with no, like a, no membranes, nothing like that, no chloroform or I guess, you know, whatever kind of, you know, blood or something. So, and then, but then you've heard about sciences that talk about that all objects have some type of consciousness to them. Like they're aware of themselves because they're made out of matter. And then you think about matter and there's some kind of talk about uh, the meaning of the word matter is like mater, like, like a mother, you know? So there's this strange thing about, you know, that everything is coming from the same source, no matter if it's mechanical or if it's a biological. So you have, you do have to kind of start wondering then. At what point, if, if all things, even like a metal shelf, you know, or like uh, your shoes or your clothes, like that, are they conscious somehow? If, <laughs> if they have, I guess maybe they are. We wouldn't know because we're not there. But right. um, if everything's coming out of the organisms of the earth, all the metal comes out of the earth, you know, the electricity comes out of everything's natural, even though it's completely unnatural. So, yeah, at that point, even concrete and everything. People, I mean, I complain about it, too. There's too much of it. But it's really strange that even that is somehow natural, even though it doesn't fit where it's put, but electricity, everything we don't like and everything we do like all of it that's on on the earth and in the planet originated here to begin with. And it's just how our minds put it all together. And so it's, yeah, we're, so I guess everything could have a type of consciousness and could be occupied by an intelligence. And then if you're thinking about these giant automatrons, it's possible that, the mechanics, the mechanism of the object was mechanical, but the intelligence of it to go where it was going, maybe rather than programming with a computer, it could have been using some kind of highly telepathic communication because there's thoughts that, um, but see, that would make us type of alien because they say <laughs> that the telepathic powers were in the aliens because they had, their bodies were very, very weak and like their mouths, they didn't speak. They used telepathy. So all of that was underdeveloped because they use their mind so much. Is that where we're heading? Are we going to be like, if time is a loop, you go into that. Everybody's heard this thing, but this idea that if time is a loop, are we the aliens visiting us that are like the gods that people were talking about or something? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But I wanted to call in because it was like, I was like, well, I should... I want to. I was because I wanted to say hi, but then I was like, I have no idea what they've already covered. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> actually, you're you're uh, you're actually in yeah. some new territory here as well, so it's it's all good. But this is why we do it, right? You know, you know, this is why we get together because uh, everybody has a, a slightly different. Yeah, idea. it goes all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's Absolutely. good. The, the stuff you're talking about, we we've barely touched on. So, uh, and and back to that, back to that, uh, uh, what you were just describing kind of reminds me of we were talking about the gin yesterday and that 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 uh, smokeless fire right inside of us, and maybe that's that spirit. Maybe that's that uh, whatever Derek was describing is waiting for us to be ready for it to just pop into us and boom. Maybe it's the gin or the archons or whatever the hell it is out there, just waiting, just biding their time until boom. I I found you, Michael Strange. Until what? <laughs> until what? Until they take over us or take over like an, an empty vessel? Yeah, an empty vessel. What, like an well, empty... Yeah, yeah. So we would yes. be the empty vessel, but the reason so we're the speaking here. So the clones, too. I uh, mean, are the, cl- the clones are like a, you know, you can go into the thing with the clones and definitely the concept of the ghost of the machine. And we were talking about that like months ago. Remember that you were, t- or maybe weeks ago, I guess, something about a, 
you know, the godhead of the, of the D-Wave computer thing. And that it's connected. See, they call it the one. They say that, like, um, there's this idea that all of this consciousness of something is going to this one secret source. Uh, and it, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's possible yeah. that... Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know that it's waiting to occupy these machines. And, um, and course, us, how about this? Knows, how about this? on and on with, yeah. Let's think of it in terms of like humanity as a population. And you notice how some people seem to be, as as are described, lower vibration entities? What if? Well, I mean, I think, go ahead. You know know where I'm getting at. I don't want to be crude, but uh, you know what I'm getting at, I think. Well, there's a lot of conditioning that's been going on for centuries, you know, to lead to certain types of thinking. Like, this is not all by accident. Everything... That um, because we, when we've left our own estate of having control of everything that's going on in our reality, we handed it over to other forces when we had, uh, when, when everybody created towns and cities and society and they joined together in these bigger fact, you know, factions. At that point, we did become a, a type, well, a hive mind type of thinking. And there's more than one hive mind. There's a humankind hive mind, you know, but there must be other types of hive mind because, or, you know, because I mean, otherwise, yeah. But with the um, gray aliens, there's this concept that they have a hive mind as well. Like, there's all this weird stuff if you go into the. Uh, see, I'm drifting. I'm off topic. No, but, you're um, not. No, you're so I'm like, I'm like <laughs> wait a minute, on. robots. You know, I'm trying to get back to the robots. <laughs> That's okay. But uh, shoot, and I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm like trying to circle, uh, circle back. <laughs> that's all right so, sometimes sometimes you go you go a little too far out adrift and you can't get back welcome to my life it happens <laughs> it's yeah. all good it's all good yeah i don't know but um no in this society you know the government is clearly working on some other level like all the elites and the government everything and the world government heads they are working on some other level that's separate from the people and who's feeding that you know like we not knowing it, like uh, some people say that there are curses against humanity and that like it's all designed to keep feeding this thing that they're trying to give all this energy to. And then we do it on accident basically, but that we can't help it because it's been going on for generations and generations, a great sleeping of some kind. But they say that since 1990. Eight, I read, well, they, when I say they say, it's because I like read it in some book that I can't remember the title to or like saw it in an article or something like that, but that it all began in 1999 and that the consciousness was coming up of rebellion so that there's something, what's happening right now, what we're going to see supposedly is that there's supposed to be some kind of rebellion against this mind, this one mind thing. And that what you're win- witnessing is like, everyone kind of having their own mind, but at the same time connecting on different levels. But what does that, I mean, but what does that have to do with this whole thing with ancient robotics? Okay. So like, and how they might've, I don't know. I can bring yeah, it I don't back. Know. See, I'm off. Let me bring it back. I, I got this. But, uh, just like, well, just like a uh, night stalker was okay. describing, maybe, maybe uh, as let's say that, uh, the entities, whatever it is, the soul is projected from somewhere and it's waiting for the vessel to be ready. Maybe we're that vessel and the hive mind itself is maybe one or the other. It's either being uh, taken and used by this, this uh, entity that's trying to inhabit us 
and make us oh part of God. the hive mind or, or the hive mind is, is uh, the vessel that is not yet ready to break free on their own. And so once they are, then that uh, maybe that entity is uh, in us. It becomes, like I said, we're, we're able to think differently, but we're also still able to come together. Uh, there's not a lot of people in this oh, world like that seem to be able to do that. Because, kind of. like, you know, people uh, in every type of religion, which is not a big deal, just going to broad stroke this, in every type of religion, they have this idea of the body, basically. Not the body, like our physical body, but, like, the religion like a body of studies or, you know, um, a body of works, like a, a type of collective initiative in religion. And there are people in different sects that talk about, um, you know, everybody's a part of it. Everyone's of one part of the body. So in an accumulative effect would be that it all comes together and works as one force. But what if, if you're right, if what you're saying is a, a which is obviously it's a theory. I mean, we're talking about it. So the concept could be that eventually once it was prepared just right, like everyone would be mildly like possessed by it in a sense, like whether they recognized it or not and could be moving forward with it. And then, yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. Have you, have you seen (laughs) that? uh, Have you seen that meme? Uh, It's like a political meme that was going around about NPCs. You know what I'm talking about? NPCs. NPCs. Um, nope. So nope. there's like this uh, this this meme that was going around during the election, and they were saying that people that don't think for themselves are NPCs, which is a role playing game term for non player character, meaning they're kind of like under this like uh, brainwash hypnosis, and they're just kind of going through the motions of doing what they're told, and so the NPC is exactly like we're describing in the hive mind, in that they Adam don't. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, that they haven't, they don't Whoa. know yet. They don't know any better yet. They're being controlled by the entities that would control them. So I don't know, like, that's what I'm well, saying. nobody I, thinks about that. No, like, well, nobody ever thinks when they're talking to a person that they're not talking to another soul. You right. know what I mean? Everybody assumes I'm talking to another consciousness. What if there are people walking among us? You know, they walk among us. What if there are people? I don't know. I don't like that idea. But I, I mean, know. like, what if there are individuals? that are kind of just kind of blank, you know, like they're busy, they're too wrapped up in it and it's too complicated and they're too busy and they're just exhausted. And so they just kind of hang out back of, you know, out of their conscious body, like just kind of like, I'll let the body just handle this because I don't even, you know, imagine just stamping chickens all day or something, you know, I'll just kind of back out, you know, kind of an out of body things. You don't want to deal with what your life has become. Cause I mean, there are people who have really hard life going on. I mean, God knows. God knows what people have to go through. There's tons of people who have these kind of situations. But if they are kind of just moving on an automatic level, and I'm not saying either the people who have to work jobs that are like really, de- you know, that kind of thing that they're going out of themselves. That's not what I mean. But I'm just saying it is possible that there are people who do kind of just step back and they just go on automatic. And that is very conceivable. And if that's the case, then, you know, people say that when you're driving your car, that you're actually like an almost like a hypnot, like a hypnot, um, not hypnotic, but like in a hypnotized state and you're just kind of driving on automatic because you always drive the same route. And so, it, yeah, I mean, it's possible that at many times, I mean, what if something were to step in just that time, which is the idea of a walk-in, you know, like in the ghost scenario, <laughs> a walk-in is when you've, you're too, you're too pulled out of yourself and you're not paying attention to what you're doing and something just kind of takes advantage of it. And before you know it, you know, you've said something 
that something else actually said with the idea of that or done something, you know, the idea of possession, basically. So, which is kind of what we're talking about. Like, the idea or, is essentially similar to that. Or the lack thereof of, um, of, of possession. <laughs> you haven't been possessed yet, and you're looking forward to it. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'm looking forward Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. It gets kind of, that's, uh, okay, yeah, so hive mind waiting to occupy an empty, a, a, basically a consciousless organic vessel, or even in the meantime, because at the moment, are they occupying the, like the internet and the major and the electrical plasma thing or something, and they're just waiting for the, or something. Jeez, yeah. That's completely possible. We're Absolutely. all over the place, I mean, and that's okay. That's nothing why we new do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else you got? What else you got? We got yeah. time if you got if you got more ideas. Um, I heard that uh, they were talking the the last caller too, Kelly. He was talking about the uh, oh the Garden of Eden thing, and I has I was and you guys were talking about maybe the Fertile Crescent and the two rivers. And have you guys heard, I mean, you probably have heard the theory at some point because I always, sometimes I'll, you know, not think of something and then hear it and then think of it again. But it made me think of, I heard that it's possible too, that it might've been at the North pole. And that's why the, the magnetic pointer thing is always pointing, you know, in the North star and all that. Cause it's got to do with the original, uh, not like the biblical sense, because the idea of Eden it's like, um, you know, it's, it seems to be in a lot of different cultures because you have like the, the Nordic cultures talk about stuff like that. I mean, regardless, I heard that Queen Elizabeth sent a fleet of ships up to the North Pole at one point and that they navigated up these impossible passing waters. Like the water was flowing so rushing in basically to this point that goes into like a giant hole at this point of the north pole basically and the waters are flush you know they're it's almost impassable but they somehow did manage to get in but they said that if you were to get in you couldn't get back out again because the waters were just so treacherous and the force of all the oceans flooding into that giant hole there and that in the center of that hole was this enormous um i think it was called uh it's a type of uh, labradorite or no 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 that's not it some kind of stone that's uh, naturally extremely magnetic. If I wasn't so tired, I could think of what it was called, but I can't think right now. But there was this, so it's basically this tower that's like extremely magnetic, and it is the magnetic force that's pulling all the compasses and kind of creates all the th- the magnetic field of the Earth. And that that was actually the the like original guarded garden, like the gated guarded garden thing. And so I heard something about that a while back now. And they were talking about, too, that, what was it? Okay, so the magnetic pole thing. Anyway, just that I'd heard that that, that was the case. That that was the case, that there might be, like, a, uh, that that might be, like, <clears throat> the Garden of Eden. It's right there all along. I don't know. But who knows? I mean, th- that it's secret, though. You know, that that's why they have all the satellites and, like, they have uh, that whole area and territory. You're not allowed to go up there or something. They won't let you fly up there. And there's a whole lot of theories flying around about the whole thing. And I guess it's conceivable. And obviously it could be the opening into like the hollow earth theory or the other side of the earth or something. But there was something else I was going to say and I forgot what it was. 
but it doesn't matter. But, but yeah, so <laughs> welcome to my there's life. There's all kinds of wild stuff, and um, huh? Welcome to my life. You lose your train of thought and try and get it right. back. You're just like, oh shit, what was I saying? Ah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's okay. It's somehow okay. it all ties together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can walk away with that. Like you're like, eventually this all ties together somehow. But yeah, I'm gonna let you go. But and I'll have to like listen back and see what everybody was saying. And uh, you guys have a good night. I'm going to listen to the rest of the show and All right. All see right. what else we're talking yeah. about. You too. Thanks a lot. All right. Talk to you later. Jennifer, Bye. Missouri. Talk to you later. Have a great night. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, so th- that's the thing, right? That, that's This is literally what the third hour is for. It's, it's for extended, uh, let your thoughts kind of wander. Because I find myself too, uh, like, like we were joking there at the end, it's true. Um, so I, clearly, you guys know I don't script these shows. I have a kind of a loose idea that leads several directions, and then we go. And that's that's the danger. It's it's kind of it's kind of um, uh, what what did uh, what did uh, I think Night Stalker said? It's a uh, it's like it's a it's, it's a terrifying concept. Something like that. It's like a, it's like a dangerous concept. Kind of beginning without a point. Like you you kind of don't have a point to make. It's like let's start with this this and that and the other thing and see where this goes. And uh, if you don't really have points to make and like an actual narrative from, you know, from beginning to end, it uh, it can be it can be like a terrifying thing of trying to fill time with your thoughts. And so but I but but it's a good thing because it's a little bit of catharsis that bit, because I find myself that when I'm speaking, my brain has to move like two or three times faster than when I'm not speaking. Because I have to, right? It's like it's like you have all these things happening at the same time. I'm reading the chat. There's a lot going on, so my brain goes into overdrive, and so there's a lot of things that we don't even like. I we start talking about, even all begin talking about sometimes that I never even considered before the show began. Even though I'd put it together and got all the links and stuff and had rough ideas, until until you start speaking the words, uh, it it doesn't kind of. Uh, manifest it doesn't become what it's supposed to become until you speak right until you speak and so it is a good thing it's a it's a good thing to have a talk show for for a number of reasons right you're you're able especially the third hour here where you guys are able to call in and just let's talk let, let's let your mouth and your brain work together and 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 form those things because you you end up in some places you don't expect sometimes. And I think that's, that's uh, the beauty of this. That's the beauty of what's going on with uh, this show and this, I, these ideas is there, you know, there's no, there's, we can all disagree and just come back tomorrow and be like, all right, let's take another crack at this. Right. Cause who knows? Like who has the answers? Literally, like, like literally if somebody's selling you the answers, you should run like hell. You should run like hell. Come on. They got some kind of cult. They want you to join run like hell. Nah, you decide yourself. Don't let somebody tell you. Uh, don't let somebody tell you what's going on with this. Um, okay, so uh, let's uh, let's keep on trucking. Let's um, let's go. Uh, let's, we got uh, we got Jay in New York. Let's go to Jay. Whenever you're ready, Jay. We got Rohan back in here. I'm not sure if Rohan is uh, back in this. We got Daryl back in. Here. I don't know. Let's bring everybody back. Let's bring everybody back. Welcome, Daryl, Rohan, Jay in New York. What's up, Jay? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mike. Um, sorry, my two minutes behind. Um, um, wow. Uh, how does this happen? I'm a book Daryl back out. That was Daryl. Uh, I'll, I'll type to her. Daryl, Daryl, if you're listening, uh, let, let me know and we'll bring you back in. You were in the caller queue. So I just said, let's bring everybody back in. Rohan, you there? Let's make sure everybody's here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Uh, I figured you popped back in there cause you had some stuff to add, but, uh, go ahead, Jay. What's up, my man? What is going on tonight? All kinds of crazy shit, right? 
yeah, it started off a little bit rough there in the beginning and turned it into spit and fire as usual. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's the the secret weapon. The secret weapon is you guys, and uh, that's uh, like I said, saving my ass night after night. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just going in with you know how I, I, we keep going back to that consciousness thing over and over and over again, no matter what we talk about, you know, and with the robots and all that ancient, you know, there's the terracotta. I can't remember who brought the terracotta soldiers up. It was so far back, but we've never even been in that pyramid. I don't think they. I think they like opened the door to it once and like closed it. It was like supposedly like a lake of mercury in there. Is that what they used to activate all those robots or, Terracotta soldiers turn back, you know, the stone into. There's so many ways to think about this. The little stories that you hear, the history is what gets lost, you know, what gets lost in translation, the memories. It just got a lot of different directions today about. I don't even know where to start. (laughs) Then we've done our... It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit Acme markets.com for program details.